Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. (laughs) How about those freaking pirates? It's me, Amanda Garcia. (laughs) Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can catch us on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com, and be on part of the show watch the show chime in on this very show on facebook live and youtube we'd love to have you there hit the like hit the subscribe and be a part of the family here at pirate radio a lot of folks say tuesday is our best lineup of regulars and that lineup includes coach mac mac mccarthy joins us here in hour number one of the program the mully man mike mullis joins us at four o'clock for the first time in a while we will talk some o's baseball and major league baseball on the show for the last month i've been in football mode but we will get a playoff update on what's going on what it looks like right now as we enter the final week of the regular season in baseball o's in great shape they are trying to lock up the al east and the number one seed in the al we'll talk about that with mark brown from camdenchat.com coming up in hour number two and bryce williams will join us pirates get a win so bryce will be in a good mood we'll uh, see if they can make it two in a row when they take on rice this saturday night we'll talk to bryce about that and more coming up at five o'clock shirley rhodes is here the chan man is here I am here, and as I mentioned a moment ago, Coach Mack is here. Coach Mack, how you doing, sir? I'm good. Glad to be back in person rather than doing a little remote radio last week. We appreciate you uh, joining us via phone last week and uh, talking some college football with us. So we will dive into that today. And first of all, Coach, the Coach Mack prognostication, the plan is going smooth. You said East Carolina would start 0-3 and then go 8-1 and the rest of the way and play for the AAC championship through four games, you are 100% accurate with your preseason prediction. I am, and I felt good about that. Uh, it starts to get a little harder here going forward, but uh, uh, I, I think the Pirates are making some progress and uh, got a chance to do exactly what I said. Now, the other half of the uh, championship game, I think I've already missed on. Uh, UTSA, without their quarterback, has not been the same team, and I was counting on him being a big part of that, and uh, they have not played well. But, uh, you know, if he gets healthy, they've got a chance to, to go on a, a run also. But, uh, uh, we'll see. Eight and one down the stretch. Totally doable for the Pirates. Everybody in the American has a loss. Everybody other than Memphis and Tulane have multiple losses already. So it's not the strongest conference out there. And I don't think it's that top heavy. I, I mean, Tulane's good. I probably should start giving them some credit. But uh, I think it's still up for grabs as we uh, really get into the mix here with conference play. 
Yeah, Tulane. The quarterback is really, really good, and uh, he was a heavily recruited kid. And um, you know, I think Memphis. I felt a little better about them, uh, you know, until last week. But uh, but you know, they're pretty good too. But I, I think you can shake them up in a in a hat and pull one out. Other than other than probably uh, Tulane, and and they're certainly uh, vulnerable anyway. That you know, some trends like that. You know, well, everybody with the loss kind of thing. And uh, um, I like what Oresco talking about i'm sure we'll get to it later in the show about the you know keeping the college football playoff uh, the 12 team playoff as it is for a couple years and and give it a chance and see what the leagues look like as things shake out with realignment uh, i think that's good you got the acc with six four no teams uh the most in the country uh maybe the most in acc history which is uh kind of interesting uh, you know given the the preseason narrative about the the national uh picture and then the sec struggling a little bit but again i think the big story still is who is good do we know who is good yet uh we have candidates before we get to that one thing though it's funny we talk about the breaking away of the big two with the sec and the big 10 and the best two conferences top to bottom right now are one that's not going to exist soon the pac-12 <laughs> and maybe and the acc you're still holding out hope because i called you out on that and if the pac-12 does survive i have a lot of editing and and uh apologies to make i want to hear that sound but right now i mean pac-12 and acc uh playing uh maybe better than we anticipated and you know what the common denominator is quarterbacks yeah quarterback play is is the common denominator there there are more good quarterbacks in the pac-12 than anywhere the acc has their share uh the sec breaking in a lot of new people and there are some good ones but uh but not like normal uh i, I you know that's kind of been the, the you know the differentiator if you will if that's a word all right so a moment ago you said are they good what do you mean by good because we can we can kind of go through some teams here. Okay, every you know for the last several years there have been teams that just stood out, uh, whether it be Ohio State or Michigan or Georgia or Alabama or or even Clemson, uh, you know Oklahoma, you know till the last couple of years, uh, USC was one. So but, who but is there unbeatable? Of, there are a lot of good teams, but I don't know that anybody is unbeatable. Right, I see what you're saying, and. So the, do you remember, the team you said that looked the best out of anybody last week Washington. was Washington. Yeah. And what did they do Saturday? They had 45 at halftime. Yeah. they. Uh, but I don't know if they're unbeatable, but they're really looking really good. I mean, Florida State has the most impressive resume to this point, right? Well, they've got two big wins, although <clears throat> you know the, the Clemson win, some people are going to say, well, Clemson was unranked. But if you watch the game, Clemson was a, is a really good football team. And if Clemson had played like that, they would have beaten Duke on that opening night. But yeah, Florida State has the best two wins. Texas has the best win. Um Another team that... Ohio State probably has the next best win. Yeah, going on the road to South Bend. Another team that you were high on preseason that uh has looked really good so far is penn state yeah, yeah shut out the other night there are a lot of people making the argument that maybe they are the best team in the big 10 i don't know if they're better than michigan or ohio state yet but uh they, they certainly have to be in that in that conversation don't they they uh, the quarterback aller is playing really well their defense is unbelievable uh, i know i was not a juggernaut offensively but what did they have 70 yards they had two first downs in the first quarter and two on the last drive of the game they had four first downs in the game man that is and they were a ranked team 
yeah brutal I, and they shouldn't be ranked i'm so sick of iowa and the coordinator <laughs> so, so are some of their fans yeah so the offensive coordinator that is legit right the coach's son that he has the yes the 25 points in his yes. contract yeah so that's gonna they, they took a major step back there with the yeah. shutout huh yeah that's good that's a lot of points to make up <laughs> dear 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 all right so um Oregon. How good is Oregon after what we saw on Saturday? Holy cow. They that was look a, really good. That was a clinic on both sides of the line. And the thing that always strikes you about Oregon, and this team, just like the rest of them, their speed is unbelievable. But this team really tackles. They hit you. The offensive line is outstanding. Uh, Bo Nix playing playing certainly his best football of his, of his whole career. He had flashes of brilliance at Auburn, but he didn't have consistent Consistency at all, uh, and really never played well away from home. But he's done a turnaround with different coaching, and of course, you know he's an older guy. You know he, he's been around a while. He's in his fifth year and uh, has played great competition. But goodness gracious, I think they could have made it. I think they could have beat them seventy to nothing. Yeah, felt like that watching it. Uh, Jamie says Florida State strongest strength of schedule. Huskies and Ducks weak schedules says texas is a very sneaky good team i don't know how sneaky they are um i disagree with the easy schedule although although some of them don't play each other but if you've got washington oregon utah ucla and usc i think he's saying to this point yeah oh, oh to this point oh no question he's right but, yeah. but no question he's wrong if he's saying it throughout the way because right. they're going to be playing all no those if he's saying up to this point jamie's exactly right and uh he says i don't think notre dame can be counted out at this point uh they have the schedule to make up ground they do they've got they've got the duke game which uh, is a surprisingly good game um louisville is undefeated they've got usc, USC right after that uh, which is huge uh but yeah they can't afford another slip up but uh but 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 they were very impressive too and uh they ran the they ran the football and they were physical and gosh literally came down to the last play of the game so one yard away uh, from picking up that big win. And boy, was Ryan Day and a lot of coaches talking this weekend, Coach. <laughs> this has turned into to boxing. They're trying to promote a fight here. Uh, but so Ryan Day was responding. And I don't even know what Lou Holtz said before the game they got him so upset he said ohio state wasn't physical enough and anytime they played big games they weren't as physical as the other team and that's just so much bs you know bless lou's heart he's a he was a good football coach uh some would argue a great football coach he's an outstanding uh public speaker but uh but he was just uh, if if it's possible for an 86 year old guy to be doing clickbait he was (laughs) and ryan day wanted i I thought we were going to get a pedro martinez don zimmer moment there he was gonna find him and chunk him to the ground he well, was yeah everybody him. acted like he physically uh you know was gonna cost him but uh but uh but yeah I, I thought what ryan day said taking up for his team was exactly correct and and he's right they are a physical football team you could have made the argument four or five years ago maybe his first couple years uh in coaching that uh that they weren't as physical as some of the other teams in the big 10 but you can't make that argument anymore and you haven't been able to make it i mean they've gone toe-to-toe with everybody even the games they 
lost. They they had a game, he mentioned, a game at Michigan where they weren't really good, weren't really physical enough, um, I guess, two years ago. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like the fact that he stood up for his team. He stood up for the whole state of Ohio, I guess, uh, oh which I didn't gosh. know Ohio against the world was a thing, but apparently it is. Everybody's against everybody now. <laughs> good grief. But, you know, it's, you know, Dion is the best talker. Yeah. Uh, number two might be Lane Kiffin. But the difference is, Dion has done some things. Kiffin, do you know Ki- Lane Kiffin? And we're way off subject here. No, that's fine. Lane, Lane like Kiffin's it. best win since he's been at Ole Miss. Tell me what it was. Mm, I, I, I don't know. Well, the fact that you don't know is interesting, but also the fact that it came over Indiana in the COVID year. That's the highest ranked team he's beaten since he's been at Ole Miss. Mm. And when you're at Ole Miss, you're always playing top 10 teams because you're in the SEC. And that's that's the most significant win he's had. So he's talked a bunch of junk, but Dion has talked a bunch of junk and until Saturday night has backed it up. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll see what they do this week. We'll talk about the upcoming schedule in USC and Colorado. One more note on Ryan Day. I had to look it up, Coach. You know what a Wooly Willy is? No, I don't. Do you remember the old thing where he used to draw a beard on the guy's face? I didn't know that was his name. I I didn't either. I had that growing up. I googled old draw a beard toy, and that's how I found it. And what did he say about Willy Willy? Oh, nothing. He just looks like he's got a fake painted on beard. That's the only reason I'm going with that. One thing I've noticed about beards, and again, I'm off topic here, but when the beard doesn't match the hair, that bothers me. I don't want which is which is fake. Well, I got a lot of gray. And which is black fake? We always have there. a hat on. See, yeah. I don't know that. Going all natural on both sides. <laughs> uh, and of course, Dan Lanning talking about coaches talking smack. So His pregame, halftime, and postgame were all outstanding. It was. I love it. I think it's great for. I don't think he crossed any lines or anything. No. Really, I think no. it was. It was fun. This isn't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on grass. We're after wins, not clicks. Uh, you know, and and a lot of them were jabs right at uh, Dion, but uh, but Dion's a grown man. He can take that. Exactly. Dion came back and said, hey, get us now because this is as bad as we're going to be. And as a someone who enjoys talking junk, one of my favorite parts about it is getting junk talked back to me. And I think Dion's probably the same way. Like, he he can he probably respects it especially after his team got boat raced the other day yeah well, he, ain't nothing he can say now yeah the handshake post game was you know uh very respectful and uh yeah what what could he say he got beaten and as they as jimbo likes to say all three phases so he did the uh dan hurley the uh you better get us now thing. yeah yeah and boy that paid off he for did. dan hurley didn't yes, it did. won a championship <laughs> we'll see what it does for dion um, all right, so uh, let's see. Back to the chat. Pike liked. He said Mike Houston has gone from Hardy's drive-through to an Arby's level. He has the rest of the season to achieve Chick-fil-A level. <laughs> so I guess Pike, <laughs> since Coach Max here, is ranking our coach on drive-through service levels. There you go. Yeah, so you can understand that, Coach. I, you know, Shirley and I are on top of this thing every week. We go back and forth. <laughs> I sent her one the other day. She did not appreciate it all. There was a rope laying on the uh, on the drive-through window. A snake. A snake. Snake. What I snake. affectionately call a nope rope. Uh, yes, it was her this, term. The rope yes. was her term. <laughs> yeah, the note rope was crawling on the service window, like the the actual window area. It had like a little ledge. Oh my! And this snake was 
crawling across and i was like that is it that is you know what that moves to the number one spot of drive-through etiquette if you have note ropes on your drive-through window that's it shut it i'm done shut it down condemn it good night and have a nice day Yeah, she called it a rope, and I and I, I thought back to an assistant I had who called him no shoulders. I'm not going in there. Too many no shoulders. Huh. All right. Interesting. Uh, other notes from week four. Florida State good overtime win. Mentioned that. So after the fifth quarter, Coach, I went home and checked out what was on, and USC Arizona State was one of the only things going on, and they kind of messed around the other night. They are still – Giving up 28 to Arizona State. I mean, what? I don't know. What do you think about USC right now? Well, Lincoln has has proven that over the course of a regular season, you can just outscore your opponents and be in contention for a national championship, uh, be in contention for a playoff. Can can you win in the playoff with no defense? I know I don't know about that, but uh, gosh, his teams are sure fun to watch. Um, you know, maybe if you're a purist and and really care about defense, I don't know about that, but uh, but yeah, they uh, they continue to mess around, and everybody continues to say the same thing about them. We'll see about that. And I thought the I thought one of the comebacks of the weekend. Uh, of course, there were two. There were several great, great games: Notre Dame, Ohio State, Florida State, and Clemson. We haven't talked about that one yet. But I thought Alabama made yeah. the best comeback of the weekend. Ten but, points allowed to Ole Miss is very impressive. Yeah, and Ole Miss, we know how good uh, Kiffin is offensively, and they've got a, a bunch of good players. They've got four really good quarterbacks that a lot of teams would love to have across the country, and they got three of them sitting on the bench. But but Alabama, uh, they played some big boy football now alabama still didn't show that they can score consistently because they didn't like old miss is great on defense although they're pretty darn good uh but uh you know alabama i think they righted the ship for sure and now you you do you throw them back in that national championship conversation i mean with the schedule they play they obviously have a shot and i when is cam rising gonna play I don't know. And don't know. Utah is they've, 4-0 they've, without him. Yeah, it's impressive that they've played pretty good competition and they're 4-0 without him. But, you know, uh, the longer he goes, I, I don't know. Uh, but I don't like Utah's chances if he doesn't come back. And they got Oregon State coming off a loss this week. Yeah, that uh, we'll, we'll do a spoiler alert. That could be a, that could be a game I picked. Could be on my sheet as well, Coach. But we'll uh, get to that <laughs> a little later on. All right, so uh, I guess that's about it for week four. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll look ahead to week five, what we're looking forward to in college football and uh, hit on some other national stories as well coach mac joining us here in hour one of pirate radio live we'll take a time out come back and have more for you after these words
Welcome back to the show. Hey, Browning Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at browningwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Browning Wood, Greenville's number one dealership in the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on a uh, Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live coming up later on in the show. We got our Fleet Feet rundown. We've got our one-on-one that everybody's been waiting for. Chandler Honeycutt, the former long snapper, talked to Alex Harper, the current long snapper for ECU football. Just a couple of long snappers talking shop, and we'll have that for you later on in the show. I know everybody has been waiting for that. Um, Coach Mack, I'm looking through the college football slate and jotting down a few off the marquee games for the weekend um one of them's a friday nighter once again pretty good friday night slate louisville at nc state big game another coach mac look you say i only point out your negative i feel like i just shower you with compliments Hmm. constantly well i'm not used to that so uh you again like washington penn state teams you've been on but you were really high on louisville as well and you've looked good on that one so far right yeah and that's got a chance to last a while they don't play clemson or florida state uh they do have notre dame but they've got notre dame at home and uh that that could be a huge win and vault them into uh some serious com uh you know uh conversation too so yeah I, i was high on louisville and they have lived up to expectations still not top 20 25, let's see, they're top 28 if you look at the receiving votes. So they are getting close, but not quite there yet uh, in the AP poll. Another one, Boise State at Memphis. This little, you know, good game. group of five game. And then I feel like this has been a great – they've played great games in the past. Clemson at Syracuse. Like when Clemson was really good, they would play close ones there, I felt like. Yeah. Did, they, did Cuse ever beat them? Yes, oh, they okay, did. Yeah. yeah, they did, uh, and um, and and should have beaten them at uh, um, at Clemson. Uh, you know, had a game one, and they were down to their third quarterback or something, and uh, yep. really did a good job, and uh, but pulled it out. And they've had they've had close games with them as as has NC State uh, playing against Clemson, but Syracuse. You know, last year, you know, it was fairly predictable. They got off to a good start against a you know a shaky schedule, and uh, but they were playing well, so you know some people jumped on that bandwagon but then they faded down the stretch but this team looks a little more built for success and who knows how this is going to be really interesting how is clemson going to play if they play like they did against florida state they won't lose again now with two league losses they still might not make the championship game but they could because they control their own destiny and some and some tiebreakers so uh it's you know can he keep them playing like that right. after a devastating loss i don't i don't know they they haven't been in this situation in a long time. Uh, not necessarily a game I'm looking forward to, but interesting. It's on NFL Network Saturday night. Coastal Carolina at Georgia Southern. Interesting uh, network for that to be on. And why? The, I, I don't know. You're asking why it's on it? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe star, future NFL stars all over the field in that game. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a game I will not watch, Coach Pitt at Virginia Tech. 
Yeah, don't watch it. What's going on? Yeah, uh, what's what's wrong? Uh, a perfect storm at Virginia Tech. You know the roster problems, uh, coaching problems. Uh, they continue to sell out, which is amazing. As bad as they've been, they've uh, they've lost. I don't know how many in a row. Eleven. Uh, 11 power five games in a row but uh mm. but yeah they you know they had it and they had a chance to win again they despite the fact that they have been awful they've uh, they had a chance to win against uh uh rutgers uh early uh get, that got away late but they could have beaten purdue and could have beaten marshall uh but but they continue to make uh, costly mistakes, and Pittsburgh has had their number. Uh, Pittsburgh's not playing well either, but uh, but they have they have owned Virginia Tech recently. So uh, not a good look at an eight o'clock game. That's a tough yeah. one to go to in person in the middle of nowhere up there in Blacksburg. Uh, once again, I will highlight the Friday night slate of games uh, because it's a pretty good one: Louisville, NC State, Utah, Oregon State, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, and then Cincinnati BYU, ten fifteen on ESPN. One of them gets their first big 12 win that's right both zero and one at the moment saw ucf go where and lose coach k-state yeah they got drilled last week yeah so uh it's been kind of tough i don't think any of the new teams have a big 12 win yet do they not yet no early on byu has the best win of any of them that but that was at arkansas byu i picked them to be in the big 12 championship wow and that's that was out on a limb and mike mullis uh took my college football card away from me uh coach guess the total for usc colorado over under how many points oh gosh uh, uh what's vegas got it at do you have it in front of you yes sir um 72 oh 73 and a half ah. maybe it'll be bet down to 72 by saturday uh, i like 73 and a half good call though a lot of points. Colorado going to score more this week than they did a week ago? Can they get in the end zone against USC? They should. Everybody else does. Yeah. See Travis Hunter, I guess. Uh, yeah. How do we know about that? Was that Were these text messages? Who's putting these yeah. text messages out there? They were text messages, and, and they're the king of promotion on social media. <laughs> so everything is going to be public that makes them look good. and That made him look good for wanting to play, and Dion look good for, or for having his player's best interest at heart. That made them both look good. So why not publicize? Let's put this out. Yeah. Wow. Sounds. Do you have uh, like way overblown Colorado fatigue yet, or are you okay with it? Oh, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I but I I can understand why people are are already tired of it, and, yeah. and and of course some people resented the way they were going about their business anyway. Uh, but it was within the rules, and um, yeah, anybody that talks all the time, I, you tend to get tired of. But uh, it, it has been a great story. It it has arguably been the best story of the year so far, and you know, and I don't know that that's going to go away, even if they you know fold up down the stretch which they very well could yeah now you you see and again they've only lost one game you would think they would get to to six right and be in a bowl game but they are in that tough pack 12 so just looking at the rest of the way usc at arizona state stanford's got to be a win at ucla oregon state arizona washington state utah i mean that's a lot of ranked opponents left on that that list there. that's a lot of that's a lot of l's is what that is a lot of l's coming up coach uh let's see other big games this weekend does georgia have any kind of scare at auburn 
you know, other than the fact that it's a rivalry game and Georgia has dominated this rivalry lately, the, the longest-running rivalry in the South, um, I, don't, I don't see how Auburn can score enough to, to scare them at all. But uh, that, that game has had some unusual, uh, you know, endings. And for a while, the, the, the home team could not win. But, uh, but it recently, since, uh, since Kirby has gotten to Georgia, this hadn't been much of a rivalry, and I doubt that it is. Great atmosphere atmosphere uh they'll be jacked up for the game and georgia the one weakness georgia has shown is a little bit is pass defense but i'm not sure auburn can take advantage of that man who did they play week one or week two out on the west coast was it cal cal man that was awful they were tough to watch offensively a team that is not tough to watch that is fun to watch offensively coach i think this is my pick of the week kansas Plus the seventeen at Texas. I like the pick. I like Kansas. I, I, I like to stick the around. They, they're you know Jalen Daniels. Which one's Jaden and which one's Jalen? The LSU guy and the and the Kansas guy. But uh, uh, but he's really really talented. You know he's not an incredible athlete, but he he can keep plays alive. He's a he's a really good thrower. They've got good skilled people. Lance Leipold has done a wonderful job and is a really creative offensive coach. Um, I can I can see this being a close game. I really can. I don't I don't think they can beat Texas. Uh, Texas has been pretty focused, but uh, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if you don't win that bet that is a 330 abc game 330 on fox matt rule and his corn huskers taking on michigan blowout no just like the rest of their games 30 something to seven or something like that they kind of nebraska roll it on late yeah Yeah. they'll they'll break away late and they they may even score the points early and then and then just run the clock out late but it'll be 30s to to less than 10 i was uh excited that to say lsu will be meeting georgia in the sec championship and then they kind of fooled around with arkansas they got old miss this week laying uh off a loss and that one is in Oxford. What about that matchup? Yeah, that, that'll determine whether you have a chance. And I had LSU in the championship game, too, and I still think they can. But uh, they can't slip up this week. And that Arkansas game is a sneaky rivalry game, too. They they have played uh, a lot of close games over the years, even when you don't think they're going to. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think they can still go into Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss showed some vulnerabilities in a, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and I think LSU's got so so much talent yeah they do and you mentioned the the jalen thing isn't it crazy that like we were you were coaching i was a kid i was a fan when we saw the first ever jalen walk the earth jalen rose and now every kid in america is named jalen and they all spell it differently yeah there's a while with ecu's <laughs> jalen johnson has a y l-e-n jalen jalen it's it's crazy it's it's <laughs> You look at the the NBA draft. Watch the NBA draft now. (laughs) At least four, five players in the first round will be named Jalen. We need to research this to see if that was actually the first research. (laughs) Oh, oh, I think that's true. I think that's why it's so popular. And then you've got some Shaquilles around. We're going to have a lot of LeBrons in our future. But it's kind of interesting how names, you know, get going like that. They are the trendy. Well, I, I imagine there's going to be a bunch of little clips running around. I don't know about that. You know a name, though, that does need to come back? Mac. He used to have Mac Strong. Was that the name of the fullback in the NFL? We need more Macs around. There aren't, there aren't many of us. Yeah. They, they, there's some nicknames out there, but uh, but not really many true Macs. 
there's only one chandler and that's chandler honeycutt i hadn't heard from you today chandler how you doing buddy long snapper that's right doing good had his big interview earlier with alex harper when will we hear that uh coming up later today i'm assuming when do you want to hear it, coach you tell me hey it's it's on him it's on you actually i guess <laughs> not on me don't look at the guy that's uh in this studio nah. chandler are you prepared to make your top 10 top 25 picks while we're talking college football yes you want to roll it right now sure all right so looking at last week coach mac said i'm going two and zero this week and guess what coach mac did he went two and zero. He uh, took Notre Dame to lose to the Ohio State. He took Colorado to lose to Oregon. Easy peasy. Coach Mack gets it done. I had it done with no time on the clock. No, one second. <laughs> I took the other side of that, and I was one yard short of going 2-0, and Coach. Six inches. Uh, I had Ohio State losing to Notre Dame. That is an X. I did have Iowa losing to Penn State and they didn't score. So that that was good. Jam Man, you had Colorado going to Oregon. Yeah, that and, was a reach. And beating the Ducks. <laughs> he was going for the home run right there. Yeah. And then you put the boys back on the table again and said, you know what? I did it last year. I'm going to do it again. Alabama's going down. And the tide rolled. You went 0-2. On the year, I am three and five, Coach Mac three and five, Chandler two and six. Chandler, you need a big week this week. Yeah, I know. You got to bounce back strong this week. Uh, I'll go ahead. Well, let's start with our top 25 teams that are going to lose this week. I am going to go Notre Dame on a bounce back, Sam Hartman and company get it done. I'm a little gun shy about doing this with all the Clemson we had uh, at Duke week one. But I'm going to say Notre Dame goes into Wallace Wade game day going to Wallace Wade. And I'm going to take time ever. Yeah, that's cool. I'm I gonna, think there are six schools now that haven't had it. Um, six power five schools. Yes. Can you name them? I can name uh, Rutgers, Syracuse, and Maryland. There you go. Maryland, by the way, undefeated. Yeah, I thought that Loxley guy Loxley. would be gone three years ago. No, and he's he's a he's a great recruiter and a really good coach. And they are winning ball games <clears throat> in the Big Ten. Uh, give me Notre Dame to beat Duke. That is my top twenty-five team to lose this week. Chandler, who's your top twenty-five team? I took Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss last week. No way they let me down two weeks in a row. I'm going Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss at home against LSU. LSU's a two and a half point favorite in this game, uh, so. Uh, give me the Rebels at home. All right, going. To, I like that riding with them instead of just you know saying uh, you screwed me last. Instead week, of throwing I, them away, yeah, I'm done with you. No, I want you to prove me that you can lift me up when I'm down. I like that. In the interest of smack talking continuing from the coaches, that's why you're in last place. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Mack, who's your top 25 team losing this week? Kansas. I think it'll be close, uh, but I think they lose. All right, Rock Chalk getting ready for some basketball. Cool that those fans have something to watch, though, between now and then. Sure. Finally. You know, I heard a guy going off on national radio again today saying Kansas has never been any good. They were, they were, you know, oh, he, he used a lot of words that I wouldn't use on the radio. But, I mean, these guys played in the Orange Bowl back under Mark Mangino. And, uh, you know, uh, they, they had a good team for a while. They haven't been consistently good at all, and they've been extremely poor lately but they, they, these people who have been just born lately don't have any respect for history at all no respect i tell you all right my top 10 team to lose i'm gonna go with a team that's been skating by 
and i love a team coming off a loss i've got notre dame coming off a loss beating duke i've got oregon state coming off a loss defeating utah on friday night i don't know if cam rising is going to play what you got chandler Uh, well maybe that's uh the reason of the line because the oregon state's a three and a half point favorite at home good all right i'm taking utah to lose and that's my pick too for my top 10 uh are we sweeping it we are i don't like it but everybody out there take not many many great choices i was about to say that's there's not many great choices when it comes to the top 10 matchups or top 10 people on the schedule this week you're not going to take northwestern to be penn state nope chandler what you should have done is rode with colorado again. again yeah Auburn uh, is home against Georgia. Nebraska home against Michigan. I swear the only other one I considered was Kansas outright over Texas, but I'm not willing to do that. They play them um, close, I think, though. Stanford is home against Oregon. And Arizona home against Washington. Those are your only opportunities for top 10. Arizona, Washington, yeah, maybe. What's Zona got, Coach? I think, I They're think, off my I radar. I think we're on the right one. What's Arizona. I, I, they've been off not my terrible. radar since not they terrible. had Teddy Bruschi in the 90s. Not terrible. The quarterback problems, but not terrible. There you go. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back more with Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy. Maybe talk a little NASCAR. <laughs> we talking college hoops soon, Coach. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'll, I'll be ready. I'm excited about what uh, Mike Schwartz is bringing to the table in 2023 I'll tell you what he is bringing. A ton of respect. A ton of respect. A ton of respect. (laughs) You will not hear Mike Schwartz talking like Lenning and uh, uh, Ryan Day and Dion and all these guys. (laughs) He's got a ton of respect. Back with you after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Caleb Stroud of uh, Stroud's Marine grew up on the water and has loved boating his entire life. And that's why in 2012, he decided to give back to the Marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged Marine parts online. Stroud Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. Their mission is to save you money and get you back on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Strouds Marine, your best source for salvaged outboard parts. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Looking at the chat gang, Kevin is back just saying random words put into sentences i believe that i just can't understand not sure what he's saying uh mike p says not a name but another word that needs to come back scram he said it's a great word scram i haven't heard scram in a while let's bring back scram uh no what do you think motivated that that thought Mike P has a uh, very interesting brain, likes to go with puns and wordplay. And uh, we were talking about Jalen and Mac needs to come back. 
and scram came to his brain i guess scram. okay scram he may, he may want me to scram nobody wants you to scram coach <laughs> i don't know you had to talk to my wife about that uh, yeah yeah she probably enjoys you hanging out here and doing uh uh joey's checking in in the chat joey i don't know if this is going to work today shirley's got a lot going on shirley can we get a taco meat on my chest or are you doing things right now <laughs> i think shirley's doing actual work over there and can't play around on the soundboard today uh not till later in the show maybe maybe in hour two sometime we can do it it's just we've, we've got some technical issues we're trying to iron out over here chandler says not now joey tyler said hashtag beatrice do you know what beatrice is coach no that is beat rice i like that i didn't think about that yeah got a lot of hashtag beatrice going on uh chandler said scram joey mike p said kevin needs to scram we're bringing it back all right i like it i like it a lot all right coach uh i saw and i mentioned this to you before the show and uh and asked you who was fighting in nascar and you told me it wasn't nascar yeah that was a late models race up in martinsville there were they had a lot of fights they had fights saturday and they didn't even race and uh because <laughs> of the rain but uh but they got after it on sunday and there's always some uh interesting uh fights up, up there in the late model issues look i am like all in on football the braves clinched a long time ago i hadn't even been following baseball i'll follow it when the playoffs start next week in fact we are one week away from uh the wild cards beginning and nascar has not been on my radar either so where are we coach how many uh, races do we got left we're going to talladega uh we're, we're trying to cut it to eight and we'll uh we, that's the second race we just had kansas and then we'll go from talladega to charlotte and the roval uh so two kind of wild card sort of races where random people are capable of winning and uh uh some of the some of the people that uh, are in the playoffs took big hits yesterday uh kyle bush uh martin truex uh hamlin survived being wrecked by his teammate uh when he's the owner's son you have to let little gibbs uh wreck you ty gibbs uh he wrecked him on pit road but hamlin still recovered and uh larson looked like he had the race won and it was going to be the 300th win for hendrick motorsports the very first win was in the number five car with jeff bodine and this was going to be in the number five car with larson but larson backed it into the wall and william byron came flying around to still get rick hendrick his 300th win which is pretty incredible the, his first win wasn't until 1984 interesting yeah a lot of people would think that uh, they've been racing in nascar the whole time but they have not tyler says coach have you do you ever visit bowman gray i i have been to bowman gray but i've not been to bowman gray for a race and i really want to go all right where is that in winston-salem okay there you go i saw too this is a week or two old now coach but i don't know if i brought it up with you last time you were here no more dirt in bristol in the future thank goodness we we, we have enough gimmicks as it is we don't need another gimmick bristol on concrete is wonderful bristol on dirt is is something that uh you know that's just for the really old old timers that love the dirt racing weren't uh 
the football game there that was your Hokies, right i was at that game tennessee yes, yes tennessee well, any plans to do that again Hundred and fifteen thousand or something did you see anything no not at all really? they had the big jumbotron that was the first time they used that big jumbotron and and you just watched it on that but uh we were in the corner of the end zone which uh we were probably still 80 yards 90 yards away from the football field no it was not great it was a spectacle though and i'm glad i was there uh adam's got a prediction for us he says east carolina 23 rice zero oh that is a reference can we hit that one shirley do we have that available i don't know if we have any uh any sound bites available at the moment as we are working through some issues on that side uh we had a great call the other night coach uh johnny and wilmington said the pirates won 44 to zara 44 to zero zero <laughs> zero 44 to zero that was a that was a tough combination you had you had the the weather you had a late game and you had a win over a team you were supposed to beat so i can't imagine you had a, a really long show Nah, it did not get the calls uh that the previous weeks did now if you beat a rice uh you go one and oh in conference play win two in a row 44 to the year. You win a 44 to the people are going to be really excited. Yeah, and then people will start calling me Nostradamus. That's we'll, right. We'll be headed. You got a lot on the line on this game here <laughs> coming up. Because if you win it, coach, you got a bye week. You can talk for another two weeks, oh, basically. Oh, gosh, yes. It's hard to be right that many weeks in a row, so that's that would be outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> did you talk – did you see uh, Mike Oresco's comments about the college football playoff? I did not. Uh, are you interested in that? Yes. Okay. Well, not really. <laughs> well, when, you, you know, obviously, they're going to the 12-team playoff, and uh, it was originally set up – oh, no, they're going. It, okay. it, they're originally set up uh, to go with six uh, – automatic qualifiers and six at large bids there has been some talk now that the pac-12 sort of doesn't exist may or may not exist going forward that they want to reduce it to five automatic qualifiers and mike oresco and and the other group of five commissioners do not want that they want it to remain at six uh but there seems to be some discussion and and oresco's point is let's try to keep it at six for the first two years and then reevaluate it because the contract actually runs out in 2026 can i ask a question what so let's say it's at six who automatically qualifies the top six ranked conference champions okay well if they went to five like are oregon state and washington state going to be in a conference well, we don't. Again, we don't know that, and that was Mike Oresco's point. We don't yeah. know what the conferences are going to look like. So keep it at six, okay? But then, like, you could end up getting—I don't know. Uh, we were talking about Mar- well, we'll use Fresno State, like yeah. Fresno State and Tulane. Yeah, I guess then. Yeah. Huh. Well, they need to decide this right because it starts next year. Yes, they do need to decide it. Yeah. And they've already decided, so let's just keep it the same. Yeah, I, well, that was Mr. Oresco's <laughs> point, and, and I, I would I would agree with him at this point in time. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it was almost too good to be true when it first started, and I just feel like they're going to rip it away from us. <laughs> <laughs> us being the little guy trying to get in, yeah. trying to get a piece of the uh, – just a seat at the table, you know? 
Yeah, and, and with so much realignment uh, going on, and, and still, it, I mean, it looks like Oregon State and Washington State are going to try to maintain the name and the autonomous benefits, if you will, of being a Power Five conference. Um, and then I think the really interesting proposal is the fact that they're going to kind of split up the Mountain West uh, with some teams being in the Pac-12 and some being in the Mountain West and do the relegation like they do with the soccer in Europe. Wait, what are you talking about? They're literally going to the. There's a proposal that you will. You, no way. Yes, you'll be in the Pac-12, and if you don't play well, you no. get demoted to the Mountain West, and if you win the Mountain West, you get promoted to the Pac-12. That won't happen. You know why it won't happen? Because it would be too cool. <laughs> like that. I love relegation. I love how they do it over there. I think it's awesome. Well, the guys on uh, on full ride, uh, Chris Childers and Rick Neuheisel, uh, the, the old coach from uh, UCLA and Washington and Colorado. I like Neuheisel. Uh, I like I like him a lot. Uh, they've been pushing for this for college football in general, and it came up because of teams like Northwestern or Vanderbilt or or whoever you want to throw in there. Um, and you know, saying they need to, they need to earn their right to stay in the power league. I agree. I agree. I'm all 100 percent on board. I just don't think we'll ever see it happen. But I would absolutely love it. Cool to entertain the thought. Absolutely. I mean, we can talk about it and and set it up. You would everybody kind of grouped together with a conference for the AAC. Maybe it would be the ACC. You know what I'm saying? Pac-12 Mountain West, Big Ten MAC. SEC Sunbelt. Yeah, I mean, it works out. You've got five we and go. five. And let's go. And let's do it. And the champion moves up. Bottom teams move down. Yeah, maybe maybe the bottom two move down and the top two move up. And what they do in the championship, Coach, see, I'm cultured. I understand football over there in uh, the other side. I'm impressed. Out of the side of the pond. So and, not, the, and not at all surprised that you're cultured. The top... And now I'm going to get the facts wrong. Gonna, the top two teams automatically go to the Premier League. And then there is a playoff, I want to say, between two teams. And so that could be a bowl game at the end of the year to decide who, who moves up. How much fun would that be? That would be outstanding. For the third ranked team or whatever in that conference, third and fourth ranked teams. You play one game to decide who goes up. How I mean, and that would encourage the the teams, the schools to to spend the money to try to get elevated. Yes, God, that would and be so avoid cool. relegation. Can you imagine the pressure? You got the pressure at the top to win the whole thing, but pressure at the bottom to not get relegated. Yeah, and it makes those games matter. It's crazy to the really bad Premier League teams. They're just fighting to try to stay out of the basement and stay up and get that extra money they get being a part of the Premier League. Ah, fun to think about. It won't happen here. We just can't have cool stuff over here. (laughs) Coach Mack, enjoyed it, man. That was fun. Thank you all. Enjoy your uh, football weekend, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Tuesday, 3 o'clock. Let's take a break. When we return, the Mully Man will join us. He loves love again. Packers, great comfort behind victory to win on Sunday against the Saints. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Pirates and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like The Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join DriveHereNow.com. Get your car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and a proud supporter of the Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Welcome back to the show, hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up later on this hour, we'll talk to Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. O's and Nats tonight here on Pirate Radio. And O's and Nats through the midweek and the Red Sox going to Camden Yards uh, this weekend. And then it'll be playoff baseball at the yards so exciting times for the uh, baltimore fans out there mully uh an old baltimore yeah fan. man yeah way back and that place is going to be jumping that uh, will be. in about a week and a half it's awesome yeah that's great for them and uh boy they, they and we'll talk about this with mark a little later on they made a lot of call-ups a lot of young players going up through that system and connor norby not one of those guys but man he was on absolute fire to end his norfolk season i thought he would have been trade bait at the uh, trade deadline i mean i would have thought maybe he'd get a chance they moved him around a couple different positions and he, i mean he, he just keeps hitting uh he's you know he's done everything he could do at the triple a level i don't know uh that's kind of an interesting one maybe mark will have an answer for you as to uh as to why not uh, why not connor at this point i mean I, I, again i don't know what else he could he could possibly do yeah uh fantastic year for him we talked to another guy that had a fantastic year in minor league baseball yesterday on the show zach agnos and um california league leading in saves this year for zach who just remember was our everyday shortstop and leadoff hitter and now trying to make it as a pitcher in the bigs and he's off to a good start of that yeah why didn't he tell us that then right like man it'd been pretty nice to know that zach thanks for holding out but no uh yeah it's that's really worked out for him and it you know it's kind of a a interesting deal you do see guys make that change fairly regularly that you know strong arm guys that maybe they think might be a little light the plate or maybe not quite what they need at their um college you know defensive position they move them to the mound and but man he's had what he end up with 27 28 saves 27 i believe that's a a great year and um yeah i what what i mean that's that's pretty impressive kevin says this does not know baseball kevin what is your malfunction what is wrong with you you just spout off nonsense and spam the chat and i just i don't understand it what is your what's your point what are you what are you trying to accomplish out of this man what does it say well this this latest one this does not know baseball and then he said this guy he might be talking about you molly okay but I mean that is just in a long line of complete nonsense. Uh, what do you go yeah. go do find do, something to do? Well, man. maybe we just don't acknowledge Kevin's statements. I've tried, and I haven't. And this is like statement number fifty-two of the day, and I folded, and it's uh, it's my fault. Well, the way he wrote that, it kind of sounds like the uh, guy from Silence of the Lambs. 
<laughs> it puts lotion on it or whatever you know the little creepy things that that guy said the lotion on the skin yeah 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 uh whatever um chandler pop me up a fleet feet rundown you know mully a young clip rock i could shoot a basketball i could get hit one through the infield yeah but uh nobody would ever say i had fleet feet okay i mean i never had i'm, I'm speed. really i'm really surprised by that <laughs> i was never fleet of foot but i can be with a trip to fleet feet uh we can go see chris lunyon who is an ecu alum locally owned and operated and fleet feet will provide solutions through one-on-one service to runners walkers and everyone in between they have the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe including a 3d foot scanner that measures your arch height width and more go see them at 207 east arlington boulevard in the old gordon's golf location fleet feet they run for you Number one on our Fleet Feet Rundown today, all you need is love. And Mike Mullis has a lot of love in his life and love in his heart right now. You know what? I got a little chuckle, too. I, there was somebody that had a parlay that was based on the Saints having success. And uh, found the, uh, I found the pain in the voice to be interesting when I was listening yesterday. Uh, Chan, I'm sorry that that worked out that way. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's your birthday Look, weekend and everything. It's uh, you win some, you lose some. You know what though? I, I commend you on your birthday weekend. You have definitely shown signs of maturity. You showed up. You 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 dealt with the suck. Maybe not on time. Maybe not in in. in I mean, he took some pictures. Well, yeah. Speaking of fleet feet, <laughs> awkward. Sorry to rehash this again. Um, there was a fleet feet uh, run game day run on yes. Saturday. Now, some expectations are probably a little unrealistic. <laughs> that's not on him. That, I mean, we're not putting that one that's on him. That's tough. Okay. That's not on you, Chad. Could have gotten it covered, maybe. But yeah. that's like when a coach puts in a right tackle he knows can't block the defensive end. Yeah, you're like, it's on the coach. Somebody's got to go out there. <laughs> that's, not on, that's not on you. <laughs> uh, Joey, <laughs> Joey's in the chat. He said, showed up to what? <laughs> Well, and, and I'm giving credit for the uh, for the rainy day picks. There you go. Showed up to that, got the job done. Showed up here for the fifth quarter. It was a long day, which is a vast improvement over the effort last year. Which there was none. Which there was. <laughs> that's right. It was absolutely zero. So that's pro- that's progress. <laughs> that's progress. Molly, I saw you briefly on Sunday, oh, man, and yeah. at the time, super brief. My team and your team had a combined zero points in yep. the second half. Your team turned it on. My team kicked a field goal. Uh, but, man, that was grabbing uh, a victory out of the jaws of defeat. And I'll tell you what, what's made Love so good is his receivers. I mean, these guys are making catches that are, like, they're true NFL catches out of names that you don't really know all that well. So, And they were without Watson, I want to say, yep, the other day, right? Yep. And they, but, that man, they played so well uh, that fourth quarter. And it's funny, you know, it, it's uh, – it didn't feel like the defense played great, but then you look up and they only allowed 17 points. Yeah. So it's like, well, they did play well. I mean, it was kind of a weird Philly game in that last quarter. Uh, who would thought, you know, the the that the Packers would explode for 19 of uh, in the fourth of of offense? But Jordan Love, man, he is not the same guy. I don't know. Um, I don't know what 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 got to him. I don't know if it was the clearing of the air by getting Aaron Rodgers out of the way. Uh, I think we alluded to it before. It's got to be much easier for that staff not to have to deal with, you know, all that goes with having Aaron Rodgers around. But all of a sudden, man, I mean, I, look, we, you know, 
one at well, I'm mean, sorry, two and one, uh, one loss by one point, and Love goes for three touchdowns in that game. So, you know, kind of like where the Packers are, and kind of like to where uh, to where they're trending. And you know what, I can't help but I'm watching. I'm like, you know, is this really going to piss Clip off if we have another Hall of Fame quarterback here that just, could, you know, that, I mean, and all of a sudden you go. Do the Packers have something figured out? Like, bring a guy in, let him sit for three or four years, let him mature, let him watch the game. Let the guy that's there be a complete a-hole and drama queen. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> That's and, the trend. And, and, well, then, it, then it makes that guy look a whole lot better, right? It's it's easier to follow the guy when the guy's been an ass. That's true. You know, so yeah. I, I, you know, but it's... um. It, it's a, certainly an interesting thing to watch, and I, I mean, I, he doesn't even demeanor-wise seem like the same guy. I mean, he's he just seems like the consummate pro. So it is. It gets me. I, I mean, I'm 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 back. I'm engaged. I'm 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 loving what the I love love. Mike Mullis loves love. I mean, wow. What's not to love? And big one coming up week four against the Lions at home. I know it. The Thursday night game. That'll be a quick turnaround. Wait, that's this Thursday? Um, the, yeah. Oh, wow. Big, okay. Yeah, Good big, game. Big turnaround. Yeah, big, like a it. quick turnaround. Alright, fun one. Uh, Monday night recap. Had a doubleheader last night. I said yesterday that it was I don't know what you want to call it, but I said the, the, the Commanders were not a 3-0 and team. They showed it. The Falcons were not a 3-0 and team. They showed it. The Saints were not a 3-0 and team. They showed it in their game. And I said the same thing would happen last night to the Buccaneers. They're just not a 3-0 and team. Eagles whooped them last I, night. I think of that, the, the Saints are the most 3-0 and team. I agree. And the Buccaneers are the least 3-0 and team. And I think a lot of that is because you're going Baker Mayfield can't. I mean, at some point, it, it's it's he's going to give it up. Uh, so, and you know, but yeah, I... Um, I mean, I would have to agree. I would have to agree with your assessment there of of and I made the comment to you is uh, is this the weekend that that everybody that's been you know kind of having the, the 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 extended dream wakes up and it seemed like it kind of started with yep. you know kind of started with Colorado on Saturday. Yeah, the, that uh, was a violent uh, awakening. It was a wake up weekend for it a was. lot of teams, Molly. And, you know, I I will tell you, I'm very, very – so, you know, Caleb Williams and his crowd, uh, USC, you know, didn't necessarily have the greatest uh, weekend with uh, who they they had, like San Jose State. Uh, So, you know, we turn around and see what happens. Let's see – I mean, does Caleb Williams and his crowd bounce back? Does Deion's crowd back? There's still some intrigue in that game, uh, although you would feel like it, 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 quite frankly, could be another route. Over under 73-and-a-half. I think I like the under. We'll see if Colorado can. Yeah, I don't know if they do can anything contribute anything their part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Curling said we saw Chandler Honeycutt working his tail off in the tailgate lots and then up and down the sidelines. Uh, he was using his fleet feet dang good. So there you go. Kenny. Got a boy. Kenny saw uh, Chan Man getting to work. Um, my other thought yesterday was the Bengals are not a 0 and 3 team. And they actually might kind of be if you know what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I don't know what I just said. But Joe Burrow ain't right. They did win the game, but it was uh, it was pretty ugly. They went 19-16 over the Rams. You know, when I, I mean, I did watch pretty much the entirety of that game. I Going into it, I thought the Rams would win it because Joe, Joe Burrow ain't right, as you said. But I... I don't know, man. I, th- that's, a, that's a strange team to me, the, the Bengals. I mean, it's... 
you know, Burrow hadn't really, I mean, he's kind of getting himself back into game shape. That calf injury is not going to be something that heals anytime this season. I mean, all he can do is manage that. So their backup quarterback is going to be critical to what their, you know, success or expected success could be. I don't know. They, they are a, they, they are, you just feel like they should be better with what they've got, yeah. but, but it's, it just doesn't feel like it's there. Jamar Chase, 12 for 141, but nothing really went down the field last no. night for Burrow. Uh, so, so you're, you're, I mean, the Cowboys, what, kind of while we're on that same kind of thread, I mean, who would have thought that, I mean, Arizona, they, they thumped them. I mean, the score was yeah. what it was, yeah. but Arizona just beat them that whole game. Uh, but is it just the Cowboys being the Cowboys? Is that just like where you go? Of course, they were going to lay an egg when they, you know, when they otherwise shouldn't lay an egg. And who wasn't waiting on Dak Prescott to throw a big pick? Yeah, I I feel like they're still one of the best teams in the NFC. The Cardinals, and I've seen them. They, they had Washington uh, trailing in the fourth quarter. Well, they had the Giants down twenty eight to nothing. Okay, so neither one of those are real great examples of why the Cowboys are. The, no, no, no. I'm saying the Cardinals are pesky, uh, and the Cowboys lost the name, game on the road. I, I wish you'd have named at least one other team than the two that they— I can only name uh, they, they They had the, the fortune of playing, right. I just wish that was a little better example, but hey, we'll give it to the to the commanders. I mean, but, you know. I think the Cowboys— The Giants are just awful. Are they? I hope so. I, mean, I don't you, think they were that good last year have, when they kept winning all those games. Have you seen anything that would lead you to believe else otherwise? They haven't scored a touchdown in the first half of a game They're this bad. year. Yeah. They're bad. I'm not a Daniel Jones guy. And, uh, yeah, I don't really like anything they got going on. Um, Molly, my question that I threw out yesterday, are the Browns good? Yes or no? I, man, I don't know. They're 2-1. and one. I know what the record is. And I, do you know what they've done in those two wins? 24-3 over the Bengals, 27-3 over the Titans. I mean, they have blown out two teams at home. They lost by four to the Steelers on the road. I, I don't I don't think they're good, but they are. They are. They're going to run the ball now. They're without Nick Chubb now, and which the, is going to hurt them. The problem is when you're watching Deshaun Watson do some of the things he's done and he's not been very good, it makes you feel like the team's not very good, and then they put up 20-plus points. Did you see his thing on Sunday where he threw the ball backwards? Threw the ball backwards. Yeah, 10, I 10, know. <laughs> that was funny. Like 10, 12 yards. How did they win 27-3? to 3? I, I don't get it. <laughs> I think Tennessee's that. I mean, and Chad's uh, probably yeah. listening. I think Tennessee is just that bad. I've got a, yeah. a buddy who's a Titans fan who's ready to just move on from Ryan Tannehill and well, has been for the past about – couple years now you know when the thing with Tannehill and a lot of these guys and the reason they overpaid Deshaun Watson is it just proved positive that there's a shortage of quarterbacks that are available to play at the NFL caliber now I still question the Bryce Young choice and, and trading up and all that goes and the biggest reason I question is you look at what's coming out in this year's draft this should be a pretty good quarterback draft class so I, I mean maybe that helps to balance but again going back to what the pack's done so many teams are rushing these guys into action they don't have a chance to cultivate they got to come out you know nfl ready which i think is is very difficult and we see some guys come out and have like a, a reasonable level of success as a true rookie or as a rookie uh but most of the time it's it's kind of a first year's okay second year's a fall off or vice versa and it's not you really don't know what you have for for you know three years 
I, if I'm a Panthers fan, I like Bryce Young being out for a little while. No, I like him right now. Leave him right where he's at. I don't mind it at all. Let him let him mature. Let let him ripen a little bit, and let Andy Dalton, you know, handle that mess. Uh Mully, the uh, the Dolphins put up seventy. It, it, is is there anybody more fun in the NFL to watch coach a game than Mike McDaniel? I love Mike McDaniel. The backwards flip, whatever that well, was. Well, it was a no look. It, it was, was like a, a no look yeah. lateral. And it, I mean, stuff like that is. I mean, and you think, oh, okay, well, can we see anything more creative? And it seems like every single week he draws something up that just blows our mind. Don't you know he was an absolute child when they got Tariq Hill? Like, don't don't you know that he was like, that's my favorite new toy? I mean, that mm-hmm. you know, because that dude could do so much. Uh, I, yeah, he, he they, there's nobody more fun to watch coaching them. And then they had Mostert. And they got two running backs. Go for three. And then the, the rookie running back goes for 200 yards. And everybody they have on their team somehow gains like five in the speed attributes column. Right. And they all just fly down the field. Well, it's like you said the other day. And I, I mean, I can attest to this, but every time we looked up at the screen at tiebreakers, it seemed like there was a Miami Dolphin just breaking free and getting into the end zone. And I, I don't want to be that guy at tiebreakers that starts cheering for a replay because you got to, that's, you know, bar etiquette. No, you got to right. know you're watching. And I felt like we kept watching replays and all of them were live plays of Dolphins just running down the field. So they had a stat up there, not this pat, this game, but the weekend before that they had four guys, uh, like the, the slowest guy was like a 4 3 8. They had two guys. Well, one guy was like a four three five, then like four two eight type dudes. You know, four two eight, two of those. That's burners. I mean, obviously that that goes without saying. That's really really running. And I gotta say, I I do not mind seeing Sean Payton get beat. I didn't some about well, that he's, guy again. He's made this situation for himself. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. you know, and he's come in and he comes in right out of the gate blasting Russell Wilson, who he's got to have Russell Wilson, and that whole organization is leveraged to the hilt to have brought Russell Wilson in at least for the next, what, three to five years financially. Uh, But, I mean, he might not be exactly who Sean Payton wanted or maybe Sean Payton felt some kind of way about him, but there's a certain point where you got to go, look, he's what we've got and we can't make a move. Yeah, and he is just, it was chippy in the uh, post-game press conference with reporters. It's great. And the fact that he put out that – Hackett did the worst coaching job ever. Oh yeah, and then gives up seventy. Right. is hilarious to me. Right. I love. I it. completely agree. Karma. Yeah, can't outrun it. I tell you what, one guy that uh, that is welcoming of fans, Mully, and likes the fans and salutes the fans is Mike Houston. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Big fan guy. It's man. It's funny how uh, a <laughs> little win it'll change. Uh, will change a lot of stories and a lot of uh, narrative. But and look, that's to be expected. I mean, you know, you win a game, uh, gives you a chance to come out and and kind of uh, smile, and everybody kind of laughs about it. And you know, come on back to the family. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> I mean, and uh, he gave kudos to the fans. He gave kudos to Joey Perry and the grounds crew who, for what they were able to do. On I Saturday. told my wife. Saturday at about lunchtime, I said Joey Perry is somewhere right now, just like in a corner shaking. I mean, th- those guys pour their heart and soul into the condition of that turf. But I think it says a lot about the job that they do. Uh, in addition to how that field's constructed, because it 
it never really showed any signs of it being a factor in the game as as opposed to watching uh, I can't remember which game I was watching they were playing on turf and everybody slipping and sliding and it wasn't any rain so uh, the field uh, did not seem to be a factor uh, or negatively impact that game at all and and yeah what a I mean kudos to those guys yeah no doubt and kudos to the team pitching a shutout uh, and what 44 to what was the score Shirley do we still have the score available can't remember what it was from the other night Something 44 like. to zero. 44 to zero. Zero. That's what it was. Yeah. 44 to zero. Uh, eight turnovers. Four state fumbles. Uh, I think it was seven and five. Okay. Five. Five. We recovered seven. I, I've never seen a number that big that in the game. Uh, a high school, really sloppy high school game. Yeah. No. I. That. Yeah. That. That was. Uh, was pretty remarkable. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what they can do against Rice coming up this week. Yeah. Beatrice, Hired a uh, three-point dog on the road i haven't checked but when it came out it was two and a half it was two and a half it went to three it went to three how about we you know what we've not spoken about is the most exciting event in all sports that's happening this weekend Ryder cup, yeah. Ryder it's cup. the biggest like uh, been, golf can't be his, the most exciting I, I said that kind of sarc- sarcastically but I, I every year i've looked forward to that forever i really i like this year if you look at the European team, it's like I, you, half the names. There's one or two guys I've never heard of. Why is that? And I, I, I'm assuming the Live Tour is 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 the only thing I can. And, and I'll be honest with you, I've been so disenfranchised with it. I haven't bothered to like do any research on the the, the teams or whatever. The the only cool thing I guess is Brooks Kepka went and shaved the side of his hair, you know, his head back, and he's got the kind of modified golf mullet. It, you know, he's making his comeback to the fray, but. Um, yeah. Otherwise, man, it's a it's kind of a um, and you know when it's in Europe. Uh, what I, was I have say? Seen, where is it? So what time will it air? It's like one thirty in the morning here, uh. and they have let the rough grow, trying to cut down on what the uh, Americans can do as far as pounding the golf ball. Uh, literally, I saw I did see something on social media yesterday where they dropped the ball. Uh, well, they dropped the ball, yeah. and it completely. Did, like, I don't even. I don't even know how you find that ball and you run a risk even with rangers out front of somebody stepping on that ball and then you're playing you know on hostile turf or are we going to get the favor if if one of their rangers steps on the ball will, will anybody ever know about it but i don't know it's it it it's one of those things again it, it'll be kind of fun to watch it in the morning i guess but you'll be seeing the back end of it so you already know how it you know kind of turned out but i don't know it's um, this is certainly not a Ryder Cup that I'm that I'm nearly as fired up for. Hey, you got love on the brain, Mully. I do. You have got love in your eyes. It's a good song. Uh, Mully, what's a JP two update? How the Saints doing? Uh, they're doing okay, three and two, and play Thursday. All right, home. Yeah, yep. All right, good deal. Yep. So you can get home and watch the uh, pack then. Yep, I'll be good. Mully, thanks for hanging out, man. And we will uh, talk to you next week sounds good buddy sorry i was swinging out some water next tuesday the wild card begins so let's Sweet. uh we'll do a little playoff preview Sweet. See awesome. you like in the yeah. playoffs all right let's take a break we'll be watching that hopefully yeah. if the timing's right next tuesday take a break come back and talk some baseball with mark brown from camdenchat.com the o's trying to lock down that one seed in the american league a few wins away from doing that we'll talk about that and more when we return pirate radio live on a tuesday back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit CopyPro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Bryce Williams going to join us coming up in about 30 minutes. We got Mike Houston comments. We've got Javius Bond comments for the first time. Also, Chandler, one-on-one, former long snapper and long snapper. Talked to Alex Harper earlier today. We'll have that for you as well. But right now, we will talk some O's baseball and some playoff baseball with Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Mark, how you doing today, man? Cliff, I'm doing great. Things have been going pretty awesome. The Orioles, 97 wins. I still can't believe it. And, of course, there's six games more to play. They could potentially hit uh, 100 wins for the first time since 1980. And they will continue their quest for that tonight. And uh, for those of you with the blackout restrictions with Nationals O's can catch it right here on Pirate Radio and excited to have some Baltimore Orioles playoff baseball coming your way very soon here on Pirate Radio. Mark, um, admittedly, I have been in football mode the last month. The Braves have clinched uh, for a long time now. So my attention has been uh, over on, on the football side of things and not as much baseball. So you can catch me up on what I've missed. I, I'll say this. I, the Orioles have had seemingly a two-and-a-half game lead over the Rays for the last month. I, I don't, I, what's the biggest lead the O's have had this year? And, and they, haven't, they haven't been caught in a long time, right, Mark? They've been able to sustain their lead in the AL East. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the Orioles have had at least a tie for the American East uh, East lead every day since July 19th. Wow. They've had at most a lead of four games, which they had on September the 9th. Uh, And they've currently got a a two-and-a-half game lead, which, as you said, that's basically the same lead they've had for a month. On August the 29th, the Orioles were up two-and-a-half games. And between then and now, they've... They've played the Rays the exact same uh, number of games. You know, they're, they're, both of those teams are, are just neck and neck in this dogfight, including the four games they played against one another. Uh, the Rays won the first two. The Orioles won the last two. So although um, after that second loss to the Rays in the series, it was tied. The Orioles won the next two to get back up to a two-game lead, and that's pretty much what they've, they've held since then as well. So still a race uh, in the AL East, but uh, the the number of games are dwindling. You've got uh, a similar race in the AL West, but a lot of battles going on right now for the wild card spot. So the Orioles sitting pretty with all those wins uh, to be the top seed in the American League. What are you looking at beyond that as far as the playoffs go, Mark? What do these uh, races look like as we come down the stretch here for the wild card, especially? Well, the Astros and Mariners are playing one another right now, and they're currently uh, the, the teams that are wild card three and the first team out. The Astros are at the uh, the bottom of the wild card, and then the Mariners are the first team out. So 
Uh, the Mariners lost the opener there. They need to win the next two to get themselves back in the picture. Um, and both those teams kind of really struggled because it seemed to me like the Astros had an unassailable lead for the West, and now they're a couple games behind the Texas Rangers themselves. So, uh, you know, that's interesting because, of course, now that the Orioles have been clinched for the playoffs for about a week, it's like, okay, well, who are the Orioles going to play in the playoffs? And uh, if if they end up as the wild card one team, then they're probably going to play the uh, the winner of, uh, or excuse me, they're probably going to play the second place team in uh, in the AL West. And so that um, you know that matters. And then if the Orioles win the AL East, they're going to play the team a team between the Rays and whatever uh finishes second in the AL West uh, is going to play the wild card round and then that team will play the Orioles. So I'm I'm like, "Oh, you know, do I want a game out? Oh, who do I really want the Orioles to play?" And uh I don't really and my reason for that is because if we go back to 2014, absolutely the one team in that postseason I would have wanted to play was the Kansas City Royals. I was like, well, you know what? No matter what, the Orioles are better than that team. <laughs> and they fluked their way into sweeping the Orioles in four games in the ALCS. So I'm I'm not sitting here like, okay, I want to play this team, but I am uh, trying to be conscious of who the Orioles will maybe end up playing. And there's a lot of permutations because although they are looking pretty good to win the AL East, it's not settled yet. The uh, the magic number of Orioles wins or Rays losses to clinch is three, and so the Orioles need to go at least three and three in their last six games to guarantee it. And if the Rays lose any, that makes it a little easier. But you know, I'm I'm not going to feel 100 percent until it's 100 percent. I understood that. I will say on the Braves side of things, uh, I would love for the Diamondbacks to knock off the Phillies if that is indeed. Uh, the wild card matchup. I do not want to see the Phillies again in the playoffs, but uh, you never want to pick your poison. You just want to go with it and see what happens. And awesome that the O's are in this spot right now. Mark, how about the health of these Orioles as they wind down the regular season and get ready for the playoffs? How are they doing health-wise? Well, the big injury is year-long closer Felix Bautista, who of course was an all-star this year, has some kind of apparent partial tear of the ulnar collateral ligament, the UCL, which when that is torn, generally you need the Tommy John surgery and you're out for a year. The Orioles have been, it's apparently not a severe enough tear that Tommy John is 100% required. So he hasn't pitched uh, at all in a game in September. He's been on the injury list since the very end of August. And um, so it's like, can he come back? They've they've got him uh, doing like bullpens where he's throwing all his pitches apparently, but I am not super confident that he's going to be able to come back. That's really the biggest one. Um, and, you know, I, it seems like over the course of September, the Orioles have lost a couple games because of Bautista being hurt and not just being able to put in the shutdown closer in the ninth. And, and again, you know, looking ahead to the playoffs, having – an amazing elite closer who can, you know, lock down any game where you've got a lead is absolutely a huge advantage in the playoffs. And so it seems like the Orioles are not necessarily going to have that. And that's, that's tough. Uh, other than him currently on the injured list, it's like Ryan Mountcastle had some shoulder inflammation. He had been doing well in the second half of the season. So it's a bit of a loss. He's, he's supposed to be back within a few days, supposedly, uh, you know, teams are always more optimistic about these things than what often plays out, I think. But um, 
that, that's not as huge of an impact as the Bautista thing. And, and that's really about all for injuries. Mark Brown came to Chad.com joining us. Uh, Mark of the O's made uh, several call-ups this year. And, uh, boy, the, the youth of this franchise, the future of this franchise looks very bright. One call-up they did make uh, was Connor Norby. And, boy, he tore it up at the end of the Norfolk Tide season. How about the, the run he in all, he went on? Uh, not quite enough to, to get him that call-up, Mark. But uh, how many young faces are going to be on this O's playoff roster? Oh, it's a lot. And, you know, Norby had grand slams in consecutive games there. And uh, that was part of hitting the homer in three games in a row right in the, uh, I think, last week and a half of the AAA regular season. And uh, so, yeah, he didn't get the call up. He's going to be playing for the International League Championship along with the rest of the guys still on the Tides uh, starting tonight, which is uh, just a best of three. And so good luck to them. They're playing uh, Durham, the Rays AAA affiliate. So, but guys, we have seen over the course of this season, the Orioles have called up uh, Jordan Westberg. They just in September called up Heston Kerstad, their 2020 first-round pick who uh, battled uh, a lot of health problems just to get his professional career started. At different times, we've seen Colton Kowser, their 2021 first-round pick, as well as uh, shortstop prospect Joey Ortiz, although those guys didn't stick. And then... He wasn't a fresh call-up this year, but Gunnar Henderson uh, in his age 22 season is looking like he's going to be almost certain American League Rookie of the Year winner. So, I mean, that's it's definitely a lot of young talent. I mean, there's even people out here saying maybe the Orioles should, like, call up Jackson Holiday, the 19-year-old last year's uh, number one overall pick. They only drafted, you know, out of high school last year, and he's just lit up every level of the minors he's gone to. I think that would be completely crazy to see that happen, but it's he's he's done amazing, and that you know that's one more guy to be excited about. There's there's so many more prospects that seem exciting that it, you know I, I'm trying not to think about it too much when the Orioles are in the playoffs, but like for the off season, what are they going to do with all these guys? You know, I don't know how to <laughs> assemble a 2024 roster that balances. You don't want to just trade everyone who was successful for this year's Orioles team, but like. Some of these prospects seem to be so good. And like another one at Norfolk, Kobe Mayo, it's just like an endless list. I don't know how they're going to fit them all on the same roster, uh, cause it's, especially because it's nearly all position players uh, where the strength of the farm is at the moment. So, uh, you know, there's only nine spots in the, uh, in the lineup every night, and even counting the bench, you know, um, a backup catcher and then three other guys. And, you know, you, you can't have them all be prospects because – well, you could, but they're not going to. So I don't know which prospects are going to stick out. It's, it's really something. But, um, you know, for this year, they brought up the right guys at the right times, and they're 97 and 59, and it's amazing. That it is. We are one week away from uh, wild card action beginning, and Mark will uh, will try to get you on um, next week or or at least the following week and uh, talk some playoff baseball with you. But man, what a spot the O's are in! It is very exciting. Um, you expecting packed houses there in Camden Yards uh, coming up in a uh, week and a half, couple weeks here? I, I'm sure the playoffs are going to be sold out absolutely, and it seems like they're. Uh going to be filling up over the last bit of this final homestand because especially you know the the thursday friday saturday sunday series against the red sox currently looking pretty good chance of the orioles getting the division clinching game in one of those games uh they've already announced saturday is a sellout i'm sure 
Friday and Sunday are going to be pretty close to uh, my wife and I are going tonight. I hope it's a nice crowd, especially with the local nationals also being there. Probably some nationals fans will come up and it's, uh, it's been a huge increase in the crowds this year. They, uh, they're drawing like, I think it's like 6,000 more fans per game compared to last year, which is really fantastic. Um, and it's been, it's just been a lot of fun to go to games and see that the crowds have really, uh, come back a lot. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, nobody has, uh, focused hundred percent of their attention to the Ravens at this point. And that has not been the case, uh, certainly in years past. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com joining us. We have got O's and Nats coming your way tonight here on Pirate Radio. Uh, O's will wrap up the regular season with the Red Sox coming up this weekend. Mark, uh, awesome stuff, man. Happy for you and, uh, and the O's fans out there. You've waited a long time for this, so enjoy it. We'll keep in touch and talk some O's playoff baseball with you here soon all right clip that sounds great have a good one i'll talk to you next time mark brown came to chat.com as we will uh start to mix back in some major league baseball talk here to pirate radio live as we get ready for the postseason and looking at the playoff picture as it stands right now uh the braves would have the and will be uh, unless something really crazy happens, uh, the number one overall seed in the National League and face the four or five seed, which right now is the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. The two seed would be the Dodgers, and they would face the Cubs or Brewers, the Marlins, trying to catch up with the Cubbies. Uh, you've got the Astros and Mariners going at it right now as uh, they try to be that six seed. Right now it's Houston. They would face the Central Division champions in the AL, the uh, Minnesota Twins. The other wild card would be AL East teams, Blue Jays and uh, Rays, and the winner of that would face the number one Orioles, number two seed in the AL would be the Rangers. Pretty crazy. Everybody could have called the one and two in the National League, the Braves and Dodgers, I don't think anybody called the number one and two in the AL with the Orioles and the Rangers. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap up our number two of Pirate Radio Live. Got Bryce Williams coming up. Hour three. And we'll have a giveaway. And we'll have the exclusive one-on-one between Chandler Honeycutt and Alex Harper. Former long snapper, current long snapper. We'll have that for you, too. Back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like The Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. 
All right, welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights and the sounds and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by and try some of their amazing empanadas, famous red snapper, grouper bites, seafood paella, Cuban sandwich, and more. Relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or cold beer while enjoying one of our out-of-this-world desserts like the rum pineapple cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Tuesday. Man, that would be good for dinner. I, I got my dinner ready for tonight, though. You know when you think about what you're going to have for dinner, and then it clicks, and then you get excited? I'm, I just That just happened to me. I got brats in the fridge. I was trying to figure out what to do with them. I think I'm going to do a little brat Alfredo, pasta Alfredo. Do some Alfredo, some, uh, I'm going to get some bow tie pasta maybe, and then throw the brats in. How are you going to cook the brats? I'm um, just put them in the air fryer, and, and it does the work for me. Air fryer, one of the best inventions of all time. Air fryer. In the air fryer. I wanted to take a look at what day it is today. Uh, national blank day y'all ready mm-hmm. national pancake day i'm down with that are you down with national shamu the whale day <laughs> why not all killer whales why not all orcas well shamu was the famous one i reckon national compliance officer day mm. interesting is it yeah National Dumpling Day. Are you a dumpling guy? I don't think so. Oh, see. I don't think I've ever had any dumplings. I've had like, I guess, what, Shirley? Chicken and dumplings Chicken or something? Chicken and dumplings. But I don't really like the... Or are they refer- referring to the movie dumpling? <laughs> no, this is a food. Okay, just checking. Or the name you give a loved one. Hey, dumpling. Oh, God. No. Nah. Uh, it is also National Situational Awareness Day. There are some folks out there that need to celebrate this day. I agree. Me. It is National Johnny Appleseed Day. I'm sorry. What did he do? Shot an arrow or something. Johnny Appleseed. There's a there's a song. I just can't remember what the. He was an American pioneer nurseryman, introduced apple trees to large parts of Pennsylvania. All right, so I was was like, boy, that's ironic that a guy named Appleseed did that. Uh, His real name was John Chapman. Not as cool as Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Hey, we got Johnny Appleseed over here. Hey, look, it's Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed over here. Hey, what's that tree doing? It's It's got an apple on it. Johnny Appleseed of here. You eat those. See, I thought it was National Daughters Day. That was that yesterday. That was yesterday. Oh, forgot to tell my daughter. Ooh. <laughs> you in trouble. I am in trouble. Eric says, Clip, you got to boil your brats in beer before you sear them. Beer before sear, you're in the clear. <laughs> beer brats. All right, Eric, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, not a fan of the brats. Uh, Jamie says brats and pasta dis. 
I don't know what he's trying to say, but he did say Chef Boyardee is turning over in his grave. What is wrong with y'all typing today? Have all y'all have Kevin disease and can't type a complete sentence? <laughs> Let's pick it up a little bit, people. Eric said, yeah, I've never heard brats and pasta, but hey, to each their own. Yeah, uh, I mean, you should definitely try it. I'm very excited about it. Pike said, Johnny Appleseed is not to be confused with Daniel Boone. Pike, I promise you I will never confuse the two. Jamie says, Johnny A is a big deal in Indiana. Wasn't there a Johnny Appleseed song? Like a kid's song? Probably. Eric said, a Wisconsinite would want to fight clip over the broad pasta. I say bring it on. Any Anybody from Wisconsin out there? Want to go toe-to-toe because of my dinner choice? Tyler said everybody started the weekend early. I guess. Is everybody S-faced in the chat today? Is it (laughs) National Get Drunk and Get on YouTube and Type Nonsense Day? I think it might be. Fred says Eric needs to get out more. Now we're talking. Now we're fighting in the chat. This is what I want to see. (laughs) <laughs> what has happened we got a we got a, a wild chat going on today chris says lemon dijon grilled salmon buttery horseradish corn on the cob and foil packet red taters and andouille sausage tonight y'all my word oh that was chris wasn't it yes yeah i saw that post did you know it was uh give a shout out for bo bats day <laughs> no. because bo bats texted me and uh he said he wanted me to mention on the air that he is looking for two more golfers for the upcoming pit girls or pit county girls softball fundraising golf tournament this friday the 29th needs two uh, golfers needs two golfers that will get him to 20 teams their most ever all right so two more golfers come on guys call what's bo's number bo's number is according to this what do you mean according to this according to my contacts 252-714-5485 call bo if you want to golf when is it chandler this uh he says the 29th all right so that would be this friday friday needs two more golfers to get to 20 teams the most ever let's do it call bo right now 252-714-5485 bo bats great guy national bo bats day national bo bats day which is every day we're celebrating bo today let's take a break when we return bryce williams joins us we'll have some audio for you mike houston Javius Bond. Who was amazing today. Yeah? Really great for a freshman. A freshman! He seemed very excited. Very excited and seemed to be... Wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. Had great answers and kind of like had like a half laugh to every answer like, i know he was laughing a lot yeah i don't know was it a nervous laugh maybe i don't know I, but or he is seemed, he just like a fun guy i think he's just a fun guy yeah all right we'll hear that we'll take a break come back a big hour three on tap and we'll make you a winner more to go after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional, government, and portfolio loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, I am Clip. That is Shirley. Chandler Honeycutt is here, and let me introduce... One, two, three, four. I saw the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Thank you, Cooper Greer, for helping us out with that. Bryce Williams is here. What's up, Bryce? Oh, you know, you're moving. You are a moving man. I'm a moving man. Look at this guy flexing his hats. I got way better hats than him, but I need a cool hat rack like that. I bet all he has is nails in there. I mean, all they are are nails. Huh. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I can do that quickly. Yeah. That is not a very impressive collection of hats, man. I'm sorry. It's not. And he doesn't even have them, like, cool, like... That's I'm not a Matt Snyder fan. I can tell you that. Nah, you got way better hats. Not a Matt Snyder. And like, if you were to do that, you would set it up way better. Yeah, coordinate it or something. Yeah, he's got twins there, twins three rows over. He's got bears up there, and then the Royals. What is he doing? What are you doing? I'm sorry. This really upset me. All right, we got to get to the good stuff, Bryce. Pirates win a football game. Pirates get a shutout. Man. Pirates are back, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I hope they got the taste of victory and keep on chomping. So, last week, Mike Houston said... We had our best Tuesday and Wednesday practice, and everybody heard that and rolled their eyes. Oh, here we go. Practice. Yeah, well, uh, show up on a Saturday and do something. Right. Well, right. they did. They had a shutout yep. against an FCS team, but shutout's a shutout. Yeah. Shutout's That's great. Yeah. Um, now, Jason Nichols brought it up on the fifth quarter. Remember that practice talk, best practice? You see what it led to? Mm. Now, he, you know, the players got to buy into that. Right. Got to keep that rolling. I talked to some of the guys about that this week. And, you know, perfect practice makes perfect and, and all that. Good yeah. talk. Uh, but, I mean, did you find, Bryce? I feel like we've, we, we've talked to you before, like, you've had bad weeks of practice but had good games. But how about as a team, did you feel like that correlated? Or, um, or does it not always work out that way? Me, no, I mean, me personally, I mean, always, uh, the coaches always, you know, want to see practices going smoothly. I get it. And, you know, so does us players. But I don't think – I don't go into Saturday thinking, dang, right. I had a bad Tuesday. Yeah. I don't personally think it correlates as a player. You know, I don't I don't feel any different, you know, if I have a bad Tuesday. I mean, you don't want to have a bad t- – you know, bad practice. But any means dropping passes, missing – like, you don't want to do that. Yeah. But if you hold on to that, then – 
shoot, you know, you just, but you know, kind of, I don't, I won't say it's a locked in thing. Maybe sometimes it's a locked in thing and just kind of one of the days, but, um, no, nah, it never affected me because I've had plenty of just not practice, not good practice. Had some duds, some duds, and uh, you know, drop maybe one pass. It's considered a bad practice for our error. Well, I, <laughs> maybe we're not dropping balls of practice and we're we're dropping them in the game. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, saw some playmakers show up on Saturday. It was good to see Jalen Johnson get out in, in the open field and yeah, he, show yeah. off his speed. Yeah. Um, sure. Man, running backs. Rajay got in the end zone yeah. twice. J, the young Javius Bond continues to look yeah. good. And kudos to Camaro Edmonds, the Havelock running back, who was who's down on the depth chart, but Marlon Gunn banged up. Gerald Green banged Banged up, he got his time to shine and uh, look really good doing it. Yeah, most definitely. It's uh, you know, always a good. That's you know, I don't say a, a good thing about football, but I guess it's a good thing. You know, guy, it's a physical sport. So when there's injuries, and then there's multiple injuries, and it's your time to step up, and you do step up, that you know definitely says something. You know, opens the coach's eyes, and um, they look at you as a you know a reliable player and someone who can you know rise to the occasion whenever you know your number's called which is a big deal uh real quick got some panthers news chandler the saints are signing jake luton off the panthers practice squad so that might mean Derek carr won't be ready to go this week is it Jameis time unleash the Jameis if you're the saints all right let's hear from let's go ahead and get to it man why dilly and dally more when we can hear the interview everybody's been waiting for it's chandler honeycutt the former long snapper talking to the current long snapper of ecu football alex yeah. harper is that why chandler's wearing his hat backwards today he's just feeling feeling himself that way about the he walked into the press conference today backwards hat glasses on dang that's just that's kind of his towel around his neck my thing is my thing is is you know fitted new eras chandler's is backwards uh adjustable that's kind of his mo backwards adjustable yeah i could never rock a backwards hat yeah i i i've done backwards fitted i definitely can't do backwards adjustable i could see you rocking looks a good on you though <laughs> yeah it looks good on you though <laughs> i can see you rocking a backwards hat bryce i may have like a hazel one time I think I did it in 4th of July in Pensacola, Florida when I was <laughs> we all remember that me and Blake Norwood had our hats backwards like the beach one time 4th of July Pensacola yeah it's the it. time because there's a picture of it so um, yeah it's about the only thing I remember from that day but you know alright Hogan's Goat Day ah, it was bad big time alright so I tried to start this interview but Chandler said GTFO to me, and I had to get on out of there. Dang. Shirley, let's hear uh, the Alex Harper interview from earlier today. All right, here with Alex Harper and Alex. Pirates getting the win column. Hey, buddy. This is long snapper business only. Did you even play football? Get up there with your fantasy football. <laughs> this guy. Uh, here with Alex Harper, uh, East Carolina long snapper. And uh, Alex, first of all, great to see you, man. We've known each other a long time. We Absolutely. played against each other in high school. Um, first of all, let's talk about the conditions on Saturday. Mm-hmm. When you look at the radar as a long snapper, that could be a nightmare. How do you prepare for conditions like you had on Saturday? Um, I mean, you just kind of prepare like every other game. You know, like you said, checking the radar. 
I try not to do that, but I sometimes can't help myself. So I knew it was going to be rainy conditions, but, you know, we all play in it. Everyone gets the same. Gardner Webb specialists had to play in those conditions too. So when you get in those in those type of rainy games, it's really just about trusting your form and just knowing that you've put in the preparation, you put in the time, and just have the confidence in yourself to go out and do it even when the conditions aren't in your favor. Speaking of preparation, what is a regular preparation like for a game week, and how much is it? Uh, at practice or outside of practice, what, what's the preparation like for a long snapper? So, I mean, we, you know, Tuesday, Coach Houston really emphasizes Tuesday. Those are like our big install days. So we'll do, you know, punt early in the week, hit the ground running with punt, um, field goals throughout the week, um, especially with the addition of Coach Dwayne. You know, he's helped us really um, kind of tune in our craft a little bit and give us stuff, you know, as a specialist. Um, you know, we're not hitting people. We're not doing – not in the team periods and stuff like that. So he's given us kind of a practice plan and uh, helped us prepare better and given us things to work on throughout the week. Well, uh, talking about uh, – uh, well, first of all, you are born in Greenville. Yes. You grew up here a little bit. And then you yes. went to Rosewood, which is not too far down the road, at yeah. Goldsboro. You grew up a Pirate fan. How is it uh, playing for ECU? Dude, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I was um, – you know, been here, born in 2000, lived here until about 2014. You know, I remember in the stadium, you know, I remember before the student section was built and the Boneyard wasn't here yet. And so, you know, just coming to games as, as much as I can. And so being able to run out of the tunnel with the purple smoke, you know, on Saturdays is a dream come true for me. And it means a lot to me. You started your college career at NC Central. Talk about the transition over to East Carolina. How, how did all that happen? So um, North Carolina Central, I was there from 2019 um, until before last season, um, and I appreciated my time there. Um, you know, Slade Roy transferred out, uh, Liam Crowley transferred out. Um, so I, I figured, you know, my time at Central was done. Um, I entered the transfer portal, and I had a, a good relationship with this coaching staff at a high school. You know, I was recruited by them. So I got in touch with them, and, you know, they gave me an opportunity, and I did, you know, I did the best I could with the opportunity they gave me. Talk about the recruiting process of a long snapper. It's not like your five, your yeah. your skill positions. It takes a lot, I think, a lot more to get yeah. out there and get your name out there, get your tape out there. So talk about the recruiting process. Talk about maybe some of the camps you went to. I know mo me and you both are Chris Rubio guys, so talk yeah. about those camps <laughs> and the recruiting process. So being a specialist, man, it's tough, you know, because most, you know, other positions – you know, you can have a bunch of guys on the team, but for snappers, there's not really that many snappers on the team. You know, we got four here, and a lot, a lot of places would consider that to be a lot. So, you know, there's there could be schools next to you, but they don't need a guy. So you just gotta, you know, me and my dad sending out a bunch of emails, a bunch of tape, looking at rosters. You know, who needs a guy in my class? I went to so many camps, an unbelievable amount of camps, especially my senior year at high school. I think I went to like almost every in-state school that I could. And, you know, it's tough, man. All right. There is Alex Harper. Bryce, what'd you think? How'd the interview go? Good. I think Chandler did a splendid job. Questions, you know, keeping it uh, personal, but not too personable. You know, saying, he, you know, they played against each other. I think that's a good uh, icebreaker or mm -hmm. whatever you may say. Um 
I think he did a good job. Um, I think he held the microphone, from what I could tell, maybe just slightly too close. Oh, okay. <laughs> good critique. <laughs> well, no, we want that kind of feedback. No, I'm just kidding. I just had no, to was that too close to him or too close to me? Too close to him. It was a little hot, as we say in the biz. No, I'm just kidding. I I just figured I'd pull something out of the air. Um, I didn't realize we had four long snappers. So, Chandler, yet again, I learned something new. That's what it's about, too. Learning, folks. You know, I mean, four, Chandler. What are your thoughts on having four on a roster, though? Like, why? Well, it's like, I don't think he said it with the one-on-one interview, but I think he said it with the media group people that usually a lot of places don't keep that many. East Carolina is one of the very few in the country that keep that many. And now, even though there is four on the roster, I believe two do not dress. Uh. Um, so there's only two that dress on game days, and that is Alex Harper and um, Kobe Garfield. Well, I understand why they can't be out there, but do they have to be naked? Why can't we put some yeah. clothes on them? Right. Thank you for laughing at that, Shirley. It <laughs> made me feel good. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty unique that East Carolina holds four spots for a long snapper. So. Yeah, it opens the opportunity for a lot of kids, and I think that just kind of saves them the time of not having to look for one in the future. Because Alex, I believe, said he's done after next year, so they'll have these guys, which is Trip Smith and. I uh, can't think of the other guy's name. Brock Brock Winstead, I believe, is the other guy's name. Mm. Um, so I think they'll be having those guys move up once uh, Garfield and uh, Harper move on. Yeah, that's true. Chandler, while that interview was airing, did you cuss at me off there? No. Did I? I think so. If I did, could you prove it? No. Well, I didn't do it. All right. I didn't know if you were an honest man or uh, a deceitful man. Uh, you must be <laughs> deceitful. Why would you do that? Because I know where you're going with this. Where am I going? Tell me where, I, where am I going? Cause, well, let's talk about it. <laughs> how about that? How, how about we just talk about it? All right. I got, um, I got constructive criticism for you. I know. I'm here. I'm here for it. You turn you you turned into Mark Lindsay there for a minute, and. Uh, that's just I, I did say a little bit one time. You did. You did. Serious, I did. serious man. You got a seriously good season working. I wasn't this bad. Day going today uh, and a seriously good streak dang. on the line at the moment. <laughs> what must it all feel like at the moment? Seriously, I, I can see it on your face. But uh, what must it all feel like? <laughs> just trying to keep things level as you head into the weekend here. Great question, Chandler. Uh, I think you said a phrase a little bit too much. A little bit. Talk Surely. about. Shirley, can you hit it real quick? Well, uh, talking about uh, you grew up here a little bit. Talk about the transition over to East Carolina. Talk about the recruiting process. So talk about the recruiting process. Talk about maybe some of the camps you went to. So talk yeah. about those camps. Talk about uh, talk about talk about talk about talk about talk yeah. about a little bit. The film study here, Chandler. There you go. Hey, don't Click. take it personal. I, look, this is my conspiracy good. theory. I think you put some of the same ones in there twice. I put. Well, uh, talk about uh, grew up here a little bit. Talk about the transition over to East Carolina. Talk about the recruiting process. So talk about the recruiting process. Talk about maybe some of the camps you went to. So talk about the camps. Talk about talk about these are all repeats. Talk about talk about talk about a little bit. So there were six six times, and you did three in one sentence, which was like the first time I've ever heard that in my life. Listening back to it, I actually pointed that out because uh, i told her i said i just said it three different times <laughs> that sentence right there 
Uh, uh, it's my it's my habit that I got to break. Yeah, yeah. And hey, just take it constructively. Exactly. You know, don't take it personally. Take oh, it constructively. I am. No, I, I, I'm here for it. I'm here for the constructive. <laughs> and I'm going to keep the mic away from him, not as yeah. close. Exactly. Yeah. Next week, Bryce. he's going to have it like way over here. You want to be able yeah. to hear the guy because he's going to be thinking about what you said, Bryce. <laughs> but we're learning them. We're learning them. Yeah. All right, Bob Braxton's here with some cookies. With some goodies. goodies. So I'm excited. We need to take a break, but Shirley's gone. So now I don't know what to do. Uh, what so do we, we do just now? keep talking to Bryce. Hey, what do we do? I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> we'll get Bryce's official prediction uh, later on in the show. Uh, Jamie says he did say talking about one time. That was a little different. True. That's, that's true. Very good. Talking about. Uh, Eric said Chandler's lady friends would love him love for him to get seriously with them i don't know what that means i don't know what a lot of things and give Eric's something doing. to talk about hey let's do that let's take a break shirley <laughs> when we return we'll uh, hear a little bit from mike houston for sure in terms of we'll hear a little bit from jbs bond and have more for you on pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Thanks to uh, Bob Braxton for dropping off some awesome cookies to us. Mm. That was nice. Yep. Get a little sugar here late in the day. Hold me over till dinner. That's right. People were really uh, aghast, taken back, taken aback when I said I had brats in the fridge and trying to figure out what to do with them. I, I could just have a brat with some mustard, mustard, like everybody. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to do some Alfredo and some pasta and put the brats in there. Ooh, yeah. People act like I was speaking a different language. Not like that's what us when I go to Nino's, they have like the pasta that comes like the sauces the sauce sausage the yeah red sauce mm-hmm. and i'd change it to an alfredo oh my gosh it's so good yes sir that's my go-to at uh familiar too yeah um man um, hey, we just saw <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. i'm very reluctant to do this kevin has a question kevin has made zero sense the entire day I just don't know what, how his brain operates. He says, Bryce, what is 144-G07? 144-G07? Yeah. Bob's got me. 
Kevin. Not Bob. Bob gives the cookies. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, please go away and find Kevin. something else to do. Are they? Are... No, just yeah. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta leave Kevin alone. Oh. I don't know what Kevin's on. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, I don't know what world he's that in. That came out of. Oh, he has been in left field all day. Left field. That's where I was going. He is. He's Manny Ramirez he's, out there. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but he can't. All right. We got to move on. We got to move on. Let's hear from Javius Bond for the first time. Uh, I had a chance to go one-on-one with the Pirate freshman running back. Let's hear that right now, Shirley. All right, here with Javius Bond. Javius Pirates getting in the win column on Saturday. I saw the uh, the video y'all put out with the post-game celebration. You were right there in the middle of it. So how much fun was that after the game? Uh, it was fun. Uh, Coach, Coach used to go because I I had a little trouble with the fight song. But other than that, <laughs> it was exciting, man, being able to be a part of that environment. Uh, Coach Houston said last week that you guys had your best week of practice. That translated over. Does that make you want to have another good week of practice this week leading up to the Rice game? Uh, yes, sir. Maybe want to do even do even better, you know, seeing how we could come together and, and put on a show like that. Really make me want to work even harder so everybody can get better so we can put up another good show. I know you like it when you were able to get yours and Rajay gets his and Kamara gets his. Everybody was eating on Saturday. That's great for the backfield. How about those guys in the in the backfield with you? Oh, uh, say it's great, man. I'm always excited when my brother scores, especially in our room. But when any, anybody scores, I wish Marlon and G was back so everybody can get a touchdown so we can really open it up and use all the bets. You started to look at Rice yet? And if so, what stands out about their defense? Um, I looked at them. They're, they're a pretty good defense. You know, they fly around to the ball. They kind of pack the box a little bit. But how we played last week, and I got confidence in the O-line and our offensive scheme, so I feel like we'll do good. You pretty much came in from day one ready to go. So after four games now, how do you feel, you know, here in your freshman season at East Carolina? Uh, so I feel good. I mean, it was definitely more than I expected, but they worked me hard in the spring. And uh, being with all the guys in the room, like Rajan, Marlon, and G, they kind of make sure my head's strong and make sure everything's good with classes and mentally. Coach Boyette keeps stays on me and makes sure I work hard. So I feel like I, I'll be prepared for the rest of the season. Right. Thanks, James. All right. He's just a happy kid, he fun kid. Boy, he sounds like he's just so. He was smiling and laughing and just happy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Houston talked about him, and I asked Donnie. I think after week two, do, do you trust Javius to keep putting more on his plate? And he said, absolutely. He's he's different. Like he's not your normal true freshman. And Mike Houston kind of spoke about that as well. Cut seven from today, Shirley. It's hard to quantify it. It's it's the it factor, and some guys just have it. And, uh, you know, all the ones that play eventually have it. But, uh, you know, very few come in and they're freshmen, and you're like, okay, he has the maturity, he has the confidence to go along with the ability, uh, and it's, it's not false confidence and it's not cockiness. It's just, you know, he has the mentality to play early, and not, not all of them do, uh, but you knew he did. And, uh, you know, it's... It's why I put him back deep uh, as a kickoff return guy at Michigan. You know, I, I, I was a little uneasy about that, but, uh, but I have confidence in him. And I think, you know, the more experience he gets, the more he looks like he belongs. You know, those two tackles on, on kickoff were very impressive plays. You know, the defensive coaches would love to get a hold of him. But, uh, you know, the, the touchdown run, first college touchdown, and, uh, you know, that was, that was a pretty special play. I mean, there's two unblocked defenders out there that he made miss, you know, right before the goal line. So, 
Uh, I just think he's got a combination of ability and, uh, and, and some intangibles with just, uh, you know, being a guy that's ready to play. How about that, Bryce? Two tackles uh, on special teams. You know that's going to get him in the coach's good graces when oh, he does things definitely. like that. Yeah, he's scoring touchdowns and making plays on special teams. Uh, it's a pretty good recipe recipe for uh, playing time. Yes, sir. Uh, Kaz on YouTube says, the only dash I know of this week was 44 to Z- Zera. Zera? Zera. Zera. 44 to Zera. 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 Zero. That's Johnny in Wilmington. Say that again, Shirley. That Bryce. Forty-four to zero. Forty-four to zero was the score the other night. <laughs> That's pretty good. We ain't held a team to zero points since two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand, I believe. Wow. Forty-four to zero. Zero. The other night. Forty-four to zero. <laughs> oh, That's Johnny, good. that was good. All right, um, let's hear more. Well, first of all, Bryce, what did you think of the quarterback play? We saw three of them on Saturday. First of all, did, did you watch the game, or did you have a I wedding, did, birthday, so, uh, extravaganza? Oh, no, that's this weekend. Oh, Golly, Pete. But um, I was able to watch it. What was I doing? I was somewhere. I was moving, doing stuff at the house while I was listening to it. Um, I think the first half of it, I was listening to it, and um, – Obviously, it was multiple touchdowns in the first half, which was great. Then I was able to watch the second half. Um, I guess what stood out to me a lot was defense, you know, causing some turnovers and taking advantage of um, Gardner-Webb's mistakes and things like that. I think I saw, what I mean, Jeremy Lewis had like a ball, you know, um, kind of bobbled handoff, you know, wet, and it landed right, you know, when he caught it midair, and then, Several other fumbles and things like that. Seven fumbles, five recovered by the Pirates. That's uh, I've that, never seen that. I don't think. No, that's not that's not what you want um, during a football game by any means. Um, but saw that, and then um, obviously with some play by Garcia, um, you know they were utilizing him. You know several times you know as running and i like that i also thought bryce that was the best he's looked throwing the ball because he just he, yeah, he was, was getting some, it out quick i and, think we were going towards the boneyard where was it going? no we we're going towards the murphy center i think it was the he did like about what i think jalen johnson did, was he doing a crossing route and you know just nice and fluid dumped it to him and that's yeah. when jalen got to the outside made some plays there he did look you know a lot more confident with you know his throws um, you know, and then same with you know Flynn, I'm um, doing well. So I mean, hopefully we can, you know, if if, it, if we happen to be a two uh, two quarterback system, and you know, and it's the time feels right to swap the other one or whatever it may be, then yeah. you know, so be it. Um, I guess I still have I'm getting a little uneasy about a two quarterback system, but if it works for that team, then so be it. I mean, that's what the coaches feel, so we'll ride with it. Um, or at least, at least put garcia in situations where he can use his skill uh, like they did around the goal line short yarded situations uh you know have packages for all right for sure because i mean yeah short short yardage you know third fourth and one it's like regardless if they know it's coming they don't know the run scheme where garcia's gonna go whether it's outside i mean you're tackling you know pretty much tight end you know he's six five six six two fifty so um i think that would be a great thing and then they get used to that and then that's when you can dump off you know the short passes and things like that um you know there were several plays where we would run the ball on the ball and i'd be like lead blocking and switch you know obviously with the uh linebacker and shane would just dump it to me because they were thinking it was a run um 
But I mean, I hope we can, you know, carry that over to rice. We got rice this weekend. Yes, sir. Um, so hopefully, we can just carry over this, you know, momentum from this weekend um, throughout the whole season. I don't know if we're ready weekend. to do this, but I saw it in the USC game, and I saw it in the Raiders game the other night. A little fourth and one, although I think USC's was like fourth and seven. Um, they threw the ball deep, but the Raiders, you know, play action fake, mm. hit it over the top to Devontae Adams for a touchdown. Mm. I love, I mean, if we run enough with Garcia in those situations, right? Uh, that, that, boom, hit him over the top. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, question for Bryce When Bryce watches a game, does he have to be in ECU apparel or no? Does he daydream of when he played while watching the game? I asked that honestly of a former player. Um, no, I mean, typically if I'm going, say I'm going to like a friend's house to watch the game or I'm going somewhere to watch it, um, you know, if we have no watch long here, I'll swap, you know, obviously put some ECU apparel on. Um, at the house, I'll try to, but it's not every time. Um, you don't have to. I don't have to. You don't feel like yeah, you I don't, must. I don't. I don't have any superstitions like Brandon, but superstitions. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, I do. You know, sort of think back to when I played. Even though pretty much each time I watch the game, like if it's a team, I we like we're playing, and I played them. You kind of think back to what you did during those games and stuff. So, um, did you play against Rice? You weren't on that team, were you? That went there. I didn't. You? Yeah, I didn't go there. I think I played Rice once well or not the uh, it's been good here it has been not so good on the road so at home 2005 east carolina won 41 to 28 at home 2009 east carolina won 49 to 13 on the road 2006 pirates lost 18 to 17 Mm. on the road 2010 pirates lost 62 to 38 so uh you did not play against rice i didn't i didn't i didn't feel like you know what i would have if we would beat marshall Oh dang it! Yep. yep, and you have envisioned yourself playing in that game, catching a pass in the Got conference championship. Golly, are you kidding me? What could have been? I mean, I literally think about the Daddy Ficklin. I mean, can you imagine the the, the attendance, the atmosphere? I can, because we hosted one of those exactly. things, and we could have done yeah. it again. The roar, but y'all didn't take Marshall seriously. Y'all just slept while you had a terrible week of practice terrible tuesday <laughs> terrible tuesday dang and i don't know what happened was it kato rakeem kato yep he went delvin devin delvin devin johnson went nuts went nuts on y'all boys all right let's take a break let's take sorry to end this segment like we did i feel like we had a lot of positive momentum going with javius bond and then we ended it with, with that i know that's all I, you know, i'll take credit for that. surely we do need to give it away Give it away, give it away. And you can choose if you want to go. Oh, you want to go this one? Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, can to be the awesome? <laughs> All right. Dude, that just come Still don't top. know what you said. Wild Power Radio something awesome. Y'all want to know the lyrics? Yes. Wild Pirate Radio got to be so awesome. Uh, oh. But the key is when you're in a band and you're cool, you don't pronounce words. Exactly. That's that's the cool like thing. Girl jam. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> 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 
And they just, yeah. Uh, coolest band ever, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. What Not are we a doing? word of English from Eddie Vedder. Uh, how about lunch for two uh, to tiebreakers? Tiebreakers. Great place to watch. I was going to say a game. We were watching like nine games at one time the other day, boss. They typically have every ECU game. I would say typically, literally, figuratively, every way you want it. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, if I get to dire need, I'm going to just go there. Good call. You make the right call there, Bryce. Yep. All right. What call are we looking for? Caller six. All right. Caller six. 317-1250. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. And we got the Bryce Williams official prediction when we return after this. Oh, Lord. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Or you can contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar and Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, you can kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. And congratulations to Sim Hodge of Green, uh, excuse me, not Greenville, Grimesland. He was the uh, big winner with uh, Lunch for Two, courtesy of Tiebreakers. Now, back to the show. Here's Cliff. I love, uh, I guess it's Janis Joplin screaming in the background while you talk. Yeah, have a Sunday fun day. And yeah. I saw some sad news in the sports world. Uh, Brooks Robinson has passed away. Baltimore Orioles put out an official statement. When did that come out? An integral part of the Orioles family since 1955. That came out uh, about five minutes ago. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. There you go. I used to have a Brooks Robinson jersey. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, a... It was uh, an Orioles jersey. A we, giveaway. Yeah, it was a giveaway, and uh, I, I had it for many years. I actually uh, re-gifted that to an O's fan, Eric Ward. Oh, okay. So, uh, there you go. All right, uh, Bryce, let's go outdoors real quick. Outdoors. What you been up to? Well, I went, I was here Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. Wednesday last week, I went flounder fishing, took uh, Jay, his dad, to my grandpa, and then grandpa's uncle, uh, not my bad. My grandpa's brother. How I was like, how old is grandpa's uncle? <laughs> He's got to be getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went uh, flounder fishing, and I mean, thank goodness we got on them because the flounder season ends in four days. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great to you know take uh, Papa out there, and then Cecil is Uncle Cecil. Um, we had a great time out there. It was you know beautiful weather. Um, 
caught a mess load of flounder, but if we could only keep one apiece, um, but caught our limit. Um, and then just enjoyed enjoyed the time out there. And then on Friday, Friday or Thursday, um, a buddy texted me, asked me, I want to go drum fishing. I said, well, sure. We looked at the weather and uh, I think we'll be all right. Well, then we, you know, we head out there and we're in the bay. Nah, that's not too bad. Well, we start getting out to the mouth. You know, it's like almost eight o'clock. If not eight o'clock, you know, got a 30 minute run. And it gets a little choppy, as in like five footers, and we're like, hmm, this is like, you know, before Ophelia, I guess mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, the pre storm by it, it'll be on fire. Well, sometimes you just got to know when to say, you know what, maybe I'll just try this another day. I mean, we got like one mile from where we wanted to be, but it started getting, it was dark, waves, I mean, just big waves, and we we're like, hmm. So we took us a little Yui and headed back. So unfortunately, you know, of course I wanted to fish, but I don't think, because if you anchored, you know, if we were to anchor down and, you know, some big, a big swell comes and your, you know, your bow doesn't obviously get to flex, you know, as much, um, you know, it could wash and then you're dead and then it just the snowball. The juice ain't worth the squeeze at that point. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta live to fight another exactly. day. Exactly. So we said, eh, it's like if it was like daytime, you kind of, yeah. okay, maybe see things a little differently. But when you put, when you throw darkness into the mix, mm-hmm. out in the mouth of the Pamlico, actually the mouth of the noose, crossing the mouth of the Pamlico, like, eh, it ain't worth it. That's actually the first time I've ever like turned around because. We just weren't feeling too comfortable out there. So. You got that gut feeling. Yes. All right. Well, they'll be so, out, they'll still be out there. I know. I just saw Jake and my other buddy Patty. They went last night and I called a mess load of them. So I was like, well, I'm in the middle of moving, so I don't think I'm gonna be doing that this week. Yep. You're getting your move on mm-hmm. at the moment. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? Pirate outdoors. Uh, that's it. I still continue. I'm getting. I've got like. Two mama does and two, well, like a teenager doe, two mamas with two youngins. So I've got five deer now that's kind of showing up in the corn uh, or on camera, I guess I should say. Um, so I may just play it slow, you know, wait till I moved in, settled in, slip in there and take care of it. You there know, you go. Play it slow. Bryce Williams, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Playing it slow and playing it safe. Exactly. Slow and safe. It's <laughs> yeah. the race. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Bryce is one in three on his East Carolina yeah. predictions this year. That is because he picks the Pirates to win every game. Every game. Will he pick them again this week? And if so, what will the score be? And what does he think the spread is? We do have a spread for you. There By the way, yeah. spread, did you see what the spread no, was? I, I was thinking about it. I watched I said, I've almost got it. It was like 27-17. So what was the final score the other night, Charlie? It was like 40. I can't even remember what it was. It was like 40. 44 to zero. Yeah, 44 to zero. <laughs> it was a 14-point spread. Yikes. Yeah. I was right. I was almost on it. Right on it. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> right on it ish. <laughs> uh, we do have a spread for this week's game. We'll let you guess and tell you what it is. And have you pick the winner when we return after this? Sitting down by my window. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Bud Light reminds pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. And taking a look at your stock market report, the Dow was down 388 points and closed at 33,618. The NASDAQ was down 207 at 13,063 and the S&P dropped 63 points finish out the day at 4,273. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Boy, clockwork. This time every week, Bryce, we just start talking about food. Every, every week. It's crazy. It is towards the end, man. Yeah. Uh, cause we are getting hungry and ready to go. We need Bob to drop off another cookie. Come on, Bob. Hey, Bob. Where you at, Bob? Bob, leave another mark on the window. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Has Bryce shot does in different area codes, Eric? Or does he at least have does in different area codes? <laughs> I have shot does in different area codes. All right, there you go. Uh, Bryce. Bryce rhymes with rice. Just found that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Bryce, do you know who JT Daniels is? I don't think so. All right. We just looked up uh, where Gerald Everett went to school because you said you were on the Rams when he got drafted by the Rams. Uh, is that right? He went to a lot of schools. But check out this fella. So this is the Rice quarterback. He uh, threw for 12,000 yards in high school. My gosh. Uh, went to USC. Went to Georgia. Went to West by God, Virginia last year, and now he's at Rice. How in the world? Yeah. How in the world is Rice? He's done all that each year. He was, uh, but why is he easily he's got a championship ring. With, I reckon, with Georgia. I now, mean, now, he was banged up last week and may not be able to give it a go this week. Uh, but every year he's been putting up uh, putting up some numbers with that offense. What do you think the spread is? East Carolina going to Rice? Let me tell you before you guess. It is a road game, but so they get an extra three. Chandler and his dad will be at the game. Mm, I don't know if that that's factors a lot into it. Of at all. Good ECU juju there. Yep, bunch of spirit and Chandler's heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talk about that. Let's see. So when you're at home, I've learned this from you over the past, that the home team normally gets automatically three points. What's Dave Rice's record? Mm, Good question. They beat Houston. They lost to South Florida. Mm. They hung around with Texas. Uh, So that puts them at a two and two. Two and two. They beat Uh, Texas Southern. I'm going to guess the spread is... I'm assuming the spread is against ECU. If I had to, yeah, I'm gonna say this number is because they don't think Daniels is playing. Okay, I'm gonna drop that little hint on you. Dang, so that means you're still. It's almost like paper, rock, scissors. Do you throw paper or scissors? But you just you like feel like you kind of um, 
what's it called reverse psychology me or something i feel like i'm just giving you information right right hmm i think i think it's still going ecu i mean rice they're favoring rice i'm not but i'm gonna say they are i'm gonna say spread is probably like eight and a half it's three. Oh, really okay yeah it's well, three gone. interesting yeah so uh knowing what you know now what is your official now that score I know be? what i knew then from what i know now i wish i didn't know now what i didn't know then then i wish i could start this whole thing over again exactly <laughs> i'm going ecu i think we had a uh, you know pretty impressive play on offense this week you know um so last week I'm going ECU is going to go – it's probably going to hang – I'm going 27 to 21. 27-21. Pirates win on Saturday. Chandler Honeycutt will be there. Come on, Chandler. Bring us back a W, buddy. Bryce, we will talk to you next week, man. Hey, yes, we got sir. a bye week next week. What do we do then? We got two Saturdays off in a row. Because we got a Thursday game the following week. Oh, wow. How about that? Interesting. When's, uh, we'll talk this off the air. All right. We'll talk off the air. <laughs> we'll, we will see you coming up Wednesday, 3 o'clock. All new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, the crazy chat crew that we had today, and Bryce Williams. I'm Clip Brock. Talk to you Wednesday. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.